0: are you tired of being sheep well so is he get a friend get informed and get involved it's we are not cattle radio
1: That's right, everyone. Welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I'm your host, Jake Counts. With me on the line is uh, Daryl Young from the Adam Versus the Man podcast, head producer over there. Daryl, thanks for jumping on board with us today.
2: Thank you for having me, brother, as always.
1: Absolutely. Daryl and I run the podcast um, sometimes together, and it always makes for good banter, because I always like his perspective. But... Um, Unfortunately, this is going to be a um, a pretty serious one, and I think we got you for in half an hour because I know you guys got, got a lot of loose ends to tie up over there. So, Daryl, if you would start from the jump and and go through your entire weekend and what's gone on, and um, and kind of give us the um the long version, if you will, of how things progressed, and then where we sit right now. And I do have a clip of a YouTube video from. One of the guys that says he's trying to help Adam get out of jail, and I'm sure you know of these guys too. But um Daryl, go ahead and tell us about the actual event itself. Um just run through Saturday all the way up till
2: today. Okay. Saturday smoke down part five. When we got to the event we noticed that there were gates surrounding the area where we normally have our Smoke down prohibition rallies. Mm-hmm. Um when we got to the now, we originally, originally um, went uh, arrived in Philadelphia early because we started off our day with the End of Fed Rally, which was held by Mike Heiss and Mike Salvey, the other part of our Philly team. So, you know, we went out there to you know, show our support, being active, volunteers, doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, after the End of Fed Rally, we walked back, which was about two blocks down to the Liberty Hall, Independence Hall, where the festivals normally held we noticed there were two officers with a stack of folders in their hands so we went to approach those officers have it on camera of course
3: um adam as
2: he normally does politely acts you know i don't know the exact question but you know he asks a question the officer mm-hmm. rudely totally ignored him
4: mm-hmm.
2: walked off walked down a block of course adam follows him as always I see the officer stops on the air. <laughs> he doesn't He's so
1: tenacious, man. It's so funny. And he's so, he's kind of like me. He's so polite and so tenacious at the same time. It's like, why can't you just talk to me? I'm a human. Why can't we just have a exactly. conversation?
4: <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> All right, so continue, continue. But yeah, as we walk from one block, one corner to another to where the officer stopped, the officer was talking to, I guess, a guy in the street. So we're like, hey, how are you talking to this guy But you don't want to talk to us? So, you know. We walk off, we leave those officers, we walk back to where the gates were put up because not, not one of the hosts that of the Smokedown Down Prohibition from Philly Normal or the, or the Panic Hour were aware of anybody requesting a gate or a podium.
4: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: as we noticed the gate and the podium for the first time, N.A. Poe and Adam Kokesh were standing on the podium saying, hey, this looks suspicious. Their exact words, saying like, hey, this, this looks like a setup. They're saying, hey, for one, nobody requested the podium, I and mean, they want mm-hmm. for somebody to, of course, go on a podium so they know who to target because if you're right. supposed to go on the podium, you're more likely to be the speaker of the event. Mm-hmm. Now, they they did, of course, pay for a permit, so they're aware that that area was requested for their smoke-down prohibition because he did admit that, you know, the first, this is the first time he had a government agency, you know, all, all on him asking them a lot of questions, of course, is more mm-hmm. likely due to Adam and his arm rally, but yeah, mm-hmm. we have, we have all, this whole conversation on on film, which will be released soon, which will be an awesome video once we release it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eddie Poe did acknowledge that you know everything seems a little fishy, like for, for the first time after our fourth rally, they now mm-hmm. are giving us a, a podium and 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 put a fence, like it, it was it was just suspicious from the beginning. It's kind so of like kind of when you try where... to domesticate
1: a pig, man. It's what it seems like. It's like, oh, we're just going to set this feed right here, and then we're going to set this barbed wire around, and we're going to let these guys come in, and then we're just going to trap them.
2: Yeah, exactly. We, we've seen that. So what we was going to do is when it was time to, to light up and start smoking, we was going to move everybody outside of the cage so they can't trap us in.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: as 4.20 comes, the, of course, 4.20 p.m., which is supposed to be, some, I guess,
1: it's a symbolic, like, you know, yeah, number yeah, for, yeah. for, for, like,
2: 420, April 20th, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, Adam is normally the key speaker, so they know him, like, bringing, smoking after hearing Adam speak. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe 418, 419, somebody lit up early and then... I guess the police officers started arresting that one gentleman, so they directed the crowd to uh, you know go give those officers a hug because they're angry, being mm-hmm. hot on violent for no reason. So mm-hmm. as 420 came, you know, a gentleman hot on stage that was a part of the team and said, "Hey, everybody, light up, light up, light up." So mm-hmm. as, as everybody's lighting up, the officers came in, walked around all the people smoking weed, match, mm-hmm. and a Poe and Adam Kokesh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and you know they're they're saying that Adam resisted arrest, and, you know, assaulted a police officer, where from the beginning everybody sees all the pictures and the footage of Adam with his hand, hands up in the air, like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, like, this is what the police state looked like. Like, he has not mm-hmm. been hostile. He's doing his mm-hmm. right. Like, he, he's, he's showing the world how, how, how corrupt and, and vicious these, these 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 police officers are, so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's plain to sight that he was not hostile, not one bit, so I don't know how to charge him with that, but you know, they they actually held him in the back of the, the I guess had a gated uh section where they where they already spotted on putting these people that they were gonna kidnap and adopt. So they had him had Adam and NAPO and sitting there for like fifteen, twenty minutes. Everybody has footage of Adam just standing there, they're all talking to the police officers, nobody's hostile. So once again, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're saying that he assaulted a police officer where the whole time they they didn't have to drag him off like they did any poll like they walked with Adam they talked with Adam we even seen some of the officers smiling and dealing and laughing with Adam so I don't know how to say that he's hostile but after that of course they they snuck Adam out the back everybody's looking for Adam we can't find Adam
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know when we did uh, I actually found out where Adam was due to a Facebook post so I appreciate anybody those people that, that was you know getting the updates and mm-hmm. you know just putting it, putting it out there because it's public information. So sure. when we got to the police station, you know, me and Lucas, who was our new head producer of the Adam versus the man um, show,
4: mm-hmm. you
2: know, he turned on his camera and he was talking to an officer. This is, I, this is before I got into the police station. He went in there first to try to get information because I was driving. So as he's talking to the officer, I stepped in and this officer is being hostile. And the first thing I heard the officer say is, Hey, they came and snatched your friend. I have no information about him. I'm like, what do you mean they came and snatched him? And you have no information? Like,
4: mm-hmm. how is
2: that possible? He's your detainee. Now at the police station, I was informed by another gentleman that was not as rude as this officer that you know the rangers, park rangers came and took. Him. They brought him there because that's just a holding center, and then mm-hmm. the feds came and and, and took him.
4: Mm-hmm. Now
2: so that was that was Saturday about seven or eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're like, okay, it's Saturday. He's probably not going to get booked until a couple hours. They're going to give us phone call, and, you know, you can reach somebody and let us know what's going on. Right. Saturday pass, Sunday pass, hear nothing from Adam. And I've been in contact with not only his girlfriend but his father as well, and nobody has, has heard anything from Adam at that point. Now Monday, at that point, we didn't even know if Adam was even being held at that building. Now we did get mm-hmm. confirmation from NAPO and his team that you know NAPO was there because they more likely processed him and allowed him, granted him to, to have some type of rights. Adam, they, they're treating him like a terrorist. He has no rights. So again, yeah. this is this is Sunday. Uh, we're at Sunday now. Where. Nobody has heard anything, and we're just assuming that he's at the federal building because you know that's where NAPo is. Where mm-hmm. with this government, we can't put anything past past him. Like he could have been up in Ohio by that point. Like they right. they can definitely transport people in a short period of time because this is what they do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, Monday we, we we get like some type of details that like I guess there has, he has to go to court just to see what he's being tried for or or, or, or what they're charging him for. Mm-hmm. So we did confirm that of course he is in the, that federal building. They brought A- Alex, I mean Adam out first. They did of course they didn't bring him out together to you know discuss the charge. So Adam came out first. Mm-hmm. The his he, he didn't speak to the judge. The judge told him what he's being charged with and then he didn't respond to the judge at all. The judge asked him are 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 you deaf? Are are you like like he just looked at him like, are you stupid? Like I'm not gonna respond to you. Like you're scum of the earth, and mm-hmm. you're, you're talking to me like like I'm a slave. Like like you owe me. Like I'm cattle or something. Like it's disgusting.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, um, I guess the lawyer, the judge is saying if you don't respond, you know they can. Okay, as the DA who was already at the, the the smoke fest picking people out that we we got footage of and and photo of them of, of out there like it, it was all a setup. Like once we put out this video and and people see what's going on and and uh, and what we have, you're like, yo, it's and with the
1: folder and with the folders and everything like that, it's like they had already they probably already cased the place the the last time you guys did it, and then we're just kind of singling people out and like, okay, these guys run a radio show, let's get them, and then you know we've got some other guys that have been there a couple of times over, so. Everybody, so everybody knows who everybody is, and here are our targets. You know, like yeah, once again, like and, my,
2: and actually for my hour, smoke down Part Four, we actually ruffled some feathers in in the Philadelphia area. So you know, they made sure that they had their goon squad out there, or, mm-hmm. or the clown, in, in with the shiny badge is what Adam mm-hmm. normally calls them out there this time. So they, they was definitely, I guess as if they got the feathers, feathers ruffled, so they have to go and you know enforce their their brutality because they have to make a point.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know. At the court in the courtroom, the lawyer had to speak to Adam briefly. Like, hey, if you don't, you know, say something, like he's definitely going to deny you bail. Adam mm-hmm. did respond to the to the appointed lawyer at that moment. Where we do have several attorneys that's 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 advising us in the right direction of where we need to go. Was just at that point, you know, Adam wasn't. We didn't have contact with Adam, so he didn't know what we had going on. So, you know, the ju- the the appointed lawyer had to ask the judge to grant him a phone call. Which mean at that point, they were giving him any phone calls. I'd be surprised if they are even feeding him. Like, it's yeah. that, that serious. Crazy. Where, you know, Adam finally did reach out to his father today. Where, mm. you know, we, we did hear from him that he's okay. So, everybody, Adam is okay. Okay, so good. He did, you know, yeah. So, he, right now, Adam is not expecting to come home probably anytime soon. So, you know, mm. if he is locked up for July 4th, which, oh, yeah, what, what what I feel is They're trying to hit Adam With a felony So he's not able to Walk in the state of Virginia With his, with open carry Like mm-hmm. you know he, he, he is, It's legal for him To open carry in Virginia The issue mm-hmm. is from Him going from Virginia To D.C. Where they want mm-hmm. to Prevent that as a whole So I feel like They're targeting him To force him Out of that, that plan Of having that march Where with or without Adam We're going to mm-hmm. do that march Because it's not about Adam It's about the people
4: No that's yeah, exactly it's, it's right And
1: yeah, and and I was on um I was on the Journalistic Revolution, which is also on uh, Liberty Movement Radio as well as Blog Talk Radio here, so if anybody's listening, they want to go check it out. There are a couple of friends of mine that we you actually Daryl, you know these guys too from um uh Atlanta Music Liberty Fest. And um yes, yes. and we, I was on I was on their uh, on their show and it's kinda like I think we're all under the same sentiment and is that it's it wasn't, it's not about Adam. I mean, everybody, and then one of the trolls actually talked to, I think it was Matthew on his Facebook page and said, ha ha, your leader got arrested, ha ha. It's like, he's not our leader. He's just a person that had a good idea and everybody thought it was a great idea too. So everybody's going along with it. It's not like Also,
2: Oh, I'm just for cutting you off. For speaking of trolls, there was a gentleman that's currently being attacked and he planted something on Adam. He is not the troll. There's also another female, I'm not going to say her name, but they said that. Why is she behind the gate? She's a troll. She's not a troll. We yeah. have a video of the actual troll. Of a natural troll. So look out for that coming soon. Like, there was an undercover agent out there, and it's playing a site where we caught it. They don't
1: It was a provocateur kind of guy?
2: It was actually a female. Behind, right, so behind
1: know, the hey, gate. Before, so hey, yeah. no, 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 no. Before you guys, don't don't give any more before you guys release all this stuff. So just keep it keep it under wraps I guess you know so so we do have trolls there and you guys I mean be I mean god we talk about this all the time in the movement we talk about it all the time if you're going to be active be aware be on um, on top of being active if you're going to do stuff like this if you're going to do quote unquote civil or you're breaking a, a law that you believe is unjust as a as a token of you expressing your free will as a human being then be aware that people are going to provocateur. People are going to be there to either to either make you look a fool, or they're there to actually just disrupt the event in any way they can, and they get paid for it. So, you know, every, so just be aware. So, I'm sorry, Daryl, go ahead.
2: No, that's basically it. Like the the people, that, there's people being attacked right now that de- that don't deserve to be attacked because they're not the enemy. We know who the enemy are. The people that's holding NAPO and 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 Adam Kokesh captive, mm-hmm. government, that's, that's basically right. it, all, all forms of government right now are the enemy, because they're targeting nonviolent people, and treating them like they're harsh criminals, like, it's, it's horrible, man, like, yeah, yeah. and
1: when I was on, what I was on with the Journalistic Revolution, Robert even said that, he said that, like, as you can see, Adam getting pulled away by the guy with the bald head, and, you know, pulling his arms back, and everything like that, he's like, hey, hey, there's, there's no need for violence here. I mean we can you know, this is just a peaceful assembly. If you want to arrest us, just you know you don't gotta you don't gotta bully everybody and push everybody around so that we know that we're getting arrested. Believe me, we know. I mean, we're going there knowingly breaking the law. I mean what the heck do you think is gonna happen? But um so Darrell, what do you expect? I mean is that is that your theory because I think you and I talked about this right before we came on air, and I think you and I kind of are two peas in a pod on this one in, in the fact that if they hit him with some kind of felony – because in the police report, and I've been trying to pull it up, the report that they released, my, my friend Robert had it, and um, I think Matthew has it too. So if either of you guys are listening, if you can Facebook message me that. You did it the other day, but I wanted to read it on air and if you get it to me before the broadcast is over, I'll read it. but it says that evidently what what they're saying daryl what the you know what law enforcement is saying is that um somebody lit up a marijuana cigarette right next to Adam, and when the cops went to grab him, Adam grabbed the arm of the federal officer, make him sounding so you know you're a park oh. you're a state park guy well. They said that he grabbed his arm, and then that's why they grabbed him, and so that's why they're charging him with assault of a federal officer and resisting arrest.
2: Okay, Yeah, just about every piece of footage that we've seen out there has been mm-hmm. the horrible video and audio. Like We have the clear HD footage of mm-hmm. Adam not touching any officer.
1: Yeah, you guys G, need to get you that, that, that. You guys stuff. need to get that, that out stuff. as soon as possible. You guys got to get that out as soon as possible. I know you're working on it. I know you. You've only got a Actually, few more know, minutes you know,
2: Our, our lawyer just recently advised us to, you know, what. Oh, you guys got to keep that leave. for So it? yeah, so we, we we got a team working, bro. Like, okay. I I I'm not getting any sleep right now. Like they got know, my G locked up, and we're gonna get them out, man. Like, you snatch one of us, two of us are gonna come right back as hard. Like they can't stop what we do. That's why you know. Adam recently just gave me basically control of the podcast. He wants me to take over, keep spreading this message, keep things going until he gets back out. Because if we don't do it too well, bro, like we got this time hey. us turning shit up, man. For real. My
1: friend, my friend TJ just said that um, Live Leak has the HD footage up on their site. I've never seen them, heard of them, but once I play one of these clips, I'll um I'll oh, be able to. Link, yeah, I mean, I'll uh, I'll go check go it out during it, one of yeah. these audio clips. Here, actually, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and transition into the the show for today. And I was going to do this. It's kind of ironic, and yes, it's very kind of dark satire. But um, I was actually my first two shows. I covered the history of the United States, my awakening, um, how we've basically been transformed into a a prison system and a police state here in the United States. And so my topic for today was going to be. The police state and the transition and what we're seeing, and I want everybody to understand when I talk about a police state, I'm not talking about police in general as being bad. I have a couple of friends of mine that are that are good cops, and you know, one of them, he and I had a conversation about what happened with Kokesh, and I was like, and I said, you know, can can they arrest him for for resisting arrest? And he said, of course you can. I mean, and then I was like, well. He said "You know, there is a difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, and that was truly color of law stuff, what they did to Adam. is just – of course they can arrest you and detain you for any reason they want as long as they let you go if they don't find anything, but then they got him for resisting, and he said that you can do – resisting arrest can be anything. If they say, hey, we're arresting you, you say, uh, no, you're not. Oh, that's resisting. You're coming with me. So it's it's all color of law stuff, and I think you're right, Daryl. I think they're trying to really dig in. And kudos to Adam and you guys. Did you guys advise him not to, to partake in the festivities and just say, hey, this kind of looks, you know, this kind of looks like it might go south really quick. I think you, you know, having the march and everything come up, I think you might need to hold off on this one and then, you know, get us on the next time after everything's kind of blown over.
2: Yes, sir, definitely. See, so yeah, I mean, do you – like, we, we, we actually had a meeting that same day about 2, 3 o'clock because like, we we knew something was going to happen, and we just, you know, we've been prepping for this. And, said, you know, Adam know that they were going to come for him eventually and try to stop what he's doing, but they can't mm-hmm. stop the movement.
1: No, that's the truth, man. They can't stop what we're trying to do here. and And as you see it get crazier and crazier, you're going to see this stuff happening more and more. I mean, anybody that follows Freedom and Liberty has seen the videos like – one of the best documentaries I've ever seen was called a documentary called Into the Fire and I can't remember what the guy's name was but I know that you guys have interviewed him on Adam's show and it was um, it was amazing it was over the uh, the G I think it was the G20 in Toronto where they filmed it and it just shows the guys in the Darth Vader outfits with the shields and stuff like that and you have a group of protesters in the quote unquote free speech zones which is an Orwellian term anyway and they're sitting in these free speech zones, and then all of a sudden, one guy goes up and he sits down right in front of the um, right in front of the police lineup, and starts singing Oh, Canada." And then all the cops basically bum rush the entire crowd, put them in zip ties, and start putting them in paddy wagons and shipping them off for doing absolutely nothing. And so that's what we're gonna get, guys. That's what we're gonna get out of this whole thing. And that's why Daryl and I and I hate to bogart the mic on you, Daryl, but I I know that this is kind of I don't know if you're just completely numb to it at this point with everything that's been going on, but you know myself and a couple of other of my friends, and, and you know this as well because you were on the show with us, we got so upset seeing somebody that's so prominent and trying to do something. It's just – I mean it's, it's just Americana. I mean it's Americana to have firearms. I mean if you don't like that, then move. If you don't like the fact that our founding document says that we have the right to protect ourselves as free beings, if you don't want to protect yourself, move to North Korea or move to move to Mexico. And you guys can ship the drugs and guns in down there and you guys can shoot all at all you want. But this is absolutely ridiculous when you have a person that's just trying to make a political statement, and then they're put in jail, and then it's like, where did he – and then get into what – just quickly, because I I want people to really – I want this to be really crystal clear for you guys. Give them the once-over on what happened when you guys tried to track him down.
2: Um, Okay, yes. Uh, when we
3: like
1: where like were you nice, were calling, where you yeah, were calling yeah, around, we, 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 trying to yeah. find him, and they were giving you the runaround. Tell them some of the stuff yeah. that they were saying to you guys. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, they said um, brother Lucas went, went up in the um, police station first because, as I said before, I was driving. So when we went in there and I was trying to get details on where Adam was, they said when well, he got snatched up, they said, "Hey, Adam is a grown man. He, he, you don't have to worry about where he's at. Don't worry about where he's at. Are you a lawyer? Then we can't provide you information. Like, and we're telling him we're his business partner, we're his brother, like." We have his mm-hmm. ID and his credit cards in our hand.
4: Like, mm-hmm. We didn't really
2: want to tell him. They they say that the issue was they they he wasn't telling them, he wasn't providing identification. Like, you, mm-hmm. do you really need identification for Adam Kokesh? You ever heard of Google? Come on, come on. Okay. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is that they they knew who he was,
1: and in order to just. Uh, it, it's so it's so disheartening to think that this happens here in America. I mean, and, and and I know that I keep going back to that, but it's one of those things that you 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 just really don't get it until until it happens to you. It's like um, you know, not to uh not the to Alex Jones's horn too much, but it's like what Alex Jones says. He goes, "Hey, you want to find out if the New World Order is real? You want to find out if tyranny is real? Get out there and start trying to protest." and then you'll see what I'm talking about. And he's he's 100% he's 100% right. You go out to any event whether you're protesting the Fed or anything like that and all of a sudden you'll just be out there having a nice little old time and then something else will just somebody will just come up and like you said you'll see the the provocateur we had um when we were out protesting the Fed Daryl you were down there with us we were down there protesting the Fed um one time and the um and somebody from the DOJ actually came over to us and started talking to us. Oh, and they do have the live feed right here, Daryl. I'm going to send you the link. so you, um, I'm going to send it to your Facebook. Thanks, TJ, um, for sending that in. I'm also going to get try to get TJ on the show for, for this Thursday. I want his breakdown on all this stuff. He, I, he used to run the show with me a long time ago. But um, here, I'm going to go ahead and send this off to you, buddy, so you can have this. This is one of my 15 links that I've sent you today. But that's a live Appreciate feed with the h d video for you of um of Kokesh, and I'll watch that during one of my um one of my audio talks here but transitioning guys, the police state that we are going into and it's been a slow incremental creep should have been pretty crystal clear to you guys on um gosh when was it somebody helped me out with the day of the Boston bombing, but that should have been the crystal clear Notion to you that we're not in Kansas anymore. When you see armored vehicles and guys in black uniforms and then guys in camouflage with assault rifles pointing them at citizens in their homes and telling them to come out to get one supposed bad guy who they said was armed and turned out not to be armed to get a 19-year-old kid. This isn't like – he doesn't have any military training, none of that stuff. He's just a kid. So. I mean, it, it's absolutely sick to see how that goes down, and then afterwards you get everybody cheering, catching the terrorists, but, but at, at what expense? So, you know, Daryl, I know you got to jump, man. So I'll let you. I'll let you get back to your stuff, and then I'll. Um, if you want to pop in later on in the show, if you got any updates or anything like that, feel free to call back in. And then, uh, hey, once you get your Skype and stuff up, we got to do. A, we got to bring you back on for the full for the full podcast, man. I miss having yeah. you on here.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, before I go, let me go and plug everybody. With information. Plug everything, man. Plug it all. Uh, Thursday, uh, Adam will be in court. You know, if you can, if you're in the Philadelphia area, come by, show your support. Address is 700 R Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I don't know the zip. You can go ahead and Google it. It's public information. Also, when you get to the courthouse, do not attempt to go into the courtroom. There's only but so many seats, and we're trying to leave those seats available just for staff members of the Philly Norm Panic Hour and ABCM staff. So please come out there and show your support. Make sure you go to the federal building, to support the other, the other uh, political prisoners that's locked up in there. You'll definitely get some feedback from them. They'll be out there banging on the window like, hey, let me out, let me out. The criminals need mm-hmm. to be in this room, not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not cattle.net. Thank you for having me, brother, and we'll do this again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Hey, and uh keep fighting out there and try to get some sleep. I know that you only sleep like 3 <laughs> or 4 hours a night anyway, but you know, try That's to a good try to
2: catch
1: I, I know, man. Try to catch you some z's, but uh you know, keep me in the loop as always, man, and uh just you guys keep fighting out there, all right?
2: Yes, sir. Peace, bro. All
1: right. Take care. There you go. Daryl Young from the Adam versus the Man podcast and and now we're off and running, guys, with an hour and a half left. And I'm kind, of, I'm kind of flustered right now. This is kind of – this is – you know, after Daryl and I talked right before he came on air, it was one of those things where I could see what, what the overall scheme of it was. And it came crystal clear to me when he said, I think they're trying to get him for a felony. I was like, well, if they get him for a felony, then he can't do the open carry, and so they think that that will just shut it down. But I don't think that that's really going to happen i think that there's there's too much momentum now, and, like I said before on the podcast when we when we did that live impromptu show the the night of him getting arrested, I think that it really did tip their hand, and it's just like you guys got so excited about busting Adam Kokesh, you couldn't even wait till the event you had to try to get in there, and now we all know that it's the right thing to do now we all know that this is something that needed to go on and whether you're going to be there in whether you're going to be there in spirit whether you're going to be there physically whether you're going to bear arms whether you're going to bear cameras it doesn't matter i'm going to be there bearing a camera which is my weapon now it's up to you everyone it's up to you what you do from this and it's like i said this is how you respond this is this is it this is starting to be the test of the american public do we just lay down and get steamrolled by people that are violating our civil liberties and violating our rights and tearing up the Constitution in front of us, or do we stand up? Or do we let crazy people bully us around and then using men in black costumes with with metal trinkets, using those, tell us what to do and enforce us what to do? So I have an old Paul Harvey clip here, and I want to play this. And I don't agree with everything about Paul Harvey, but this is just absolutely beautiful because this is going to just segue into – I'm going to hit the police state and a little bit of the of the surveillance state as well because they really do go hand in hand. And I've got articles from today. I've got articles from a, um, a couple of days ago. And I just want you guys to see what's happening here around this country. You see – you're starting to see Homeland Security out around everywhere. There were um, – there were – There were, I think there were laws, not laws, excuse me, there were proposals put up in Texas about a year ago to put TSA on the bus. Now, TSA, once again, is not a local municipality. That is a federal organization. So you're seeing the federalization of everything. It's no longer the independent states taking care of the states anymore. It is now shifted to the federal government dictating to the states what to do. Instead of just being there to regulate interstate commerce and stuff like that and to provide us with a, um, a defense or a navy, now they're really starting to overreach and you're starting to see an acceleration of federalism. And with the acceleration of federalism or statism to the nth degree all the way up to the big state, the federal government, you now have – the erosion of everything that makes this country great. And as you see the civil liberties leave and the freedoms leave, you see the wealth leave too. The wealthy aren't going to sit here and hang around and go through checkpoints and stuff like that. They're not going to hang out for this. They're going to bounce. And then we're going to be left with a whole bunch of middle class, you know, middle to lower class workers, and we're going to turn into China or something even worse. I'm not one of those believers that the that FEMA is going to come and shoot all of us. But at this point almost everything has to be on the table with what we're seeing here out of everything. We have three scandals going on in 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 the um in the federal government right now. All of them involving the president to to some facet and and them using their plausible deniability by compartmentalizing everything are trying to not take responsibility for any of it. And here's the trick. Here is the big trick. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag for everybody that's a new listener or that's new to the liberty movement. The people in charge, the people that run our nation understand that the American public is working with an with an attention span of probably about 8 minutes. Now, they're going to get fired up for that eight minutes, and they're going to get really, really aggravated and motivated and blah, blah, blah. But then as long as you can deflect or redirect their attention somewhere else, they're going to forget. They're going to forget the emotions. They're going to forget – hey, do you remember the slogan, never forget 9-11? Never forget well, you know what? I never forgot. I never forgot that three buildings crashed instead of two. But you go ask the general public, and they're going to go, "Oh yeah, the twin towers." Well, what about you know, building seven? They're like, building what? So it's a it's a, it's a it's a political football game. If they throw enough disinformation out, and they redirect us enough, and they keep us bombarded with all these different scandals, and 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 new regulations coming out and war and, and all of these different things, they understand that we don't have the mental capability to sit there and focus and dial in on something. And that's why when you listen to people like Alex Jones, they say, hey, you need to you need to pick something and focus on it and then go all out. So I think I, I got a call on the line here. I, I, I think this might be one of my... Um, one of my other friends here from the different podcast, so I'm gonna pull it up. Caller, I'm sorry, I've been ranting what um who who what's uh what's on your mind?
5: You're such a conspiracy theorist, Jake,
1: oh my God, this has gotta be Matthew <laughs> yeah,
5: clear, buddy. oh
1: my gosh, isn't this crazy, dude? isn't this absolutely crazy what we got going on? I mean, you have. You have people getting snatched up, literally NDAA style, right in the middle of a mass crowd, and then you have Benghazi gate, you've got the IRS gate, and then the IRS chick says that she's going to – I'm going to plead the fifth the entire time. I'm like, oh my god, and then she's the one that's going to be over the Obamacare stuff. I mean yeah. – How much crazier – can we just get one of the Skeksis to come back from the Dark Crystal to to come and and run Congress? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We already got that. It's Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney's a Skeksis. So that's already been done. So, I mean, what do you make of this? What do you make of Daryl? You know, uh, what's new coming out with Adam? What what do you make of all of this? And then I'm going to get into um, some police state clips for for everybody.
5: Well, actually, I wanted to comment on the the police state. With Adam, I'm just kind of – You know, waiting until Thursday to kind of see what happens before I go any further because everything's pretty much been talked about and covered at this point Mm -hmm. as far as Adam Mm -hmm. is concerned. I'm praying for him. I know that, you know, he's not a Christian, he doesn't believe in it, but that doesn't mean I can't pray for him. Uh, As soon as I get paid tomorrow. Send him good vibes
1: or whatever, you know, good vibes. Send him, you know, send him one of those, you know, space cakes that we all enjoy. Send him one of those. I don't know. Who who knows?
5: As soon as I get paid tomorrow, uh, I'm going to send $10 (laughs) to him and $10 to Poe. For their legal defense go.
1: fund. Yeah, uh, and I've got that. Important. I've got that. I've got that. I've got that clip, and I, I'm going to play that as soon as um, as soon as I quit inter- interrupting you here. So go go ahead. What do you make of this police state? And I've got a bunch of clips, and oh. I, I'll actually keep you. I'll keep you over for the clips, and get your sure. um, and get your take on them. But what do you make of the police state in general?
5: Well, you know, it's stuff that you know, as someone who's been paying attention, I guess you could say, for the last five or six years, you've always just kind of. You know, you paid attention, you paid attention when you heard about the, the FEMA camps, you pay attention to the to to the facts surrounding nine eleven and uh, and all those other things. And you just kinda you line weight, you talk about it, you know, I've mentioned it. I always just, excuse me, hold on, my phone's making noises, hold on. Um
6: It's probably whenever, in the government.
5: Uh yeah, unless they're playing Simpsons tapped out. Um, <laughs> uh no I always have a very close family. You know, I've always been very close to my parents, and I gauge a lot of what I do based off of advice from them, and I have a lot of respect for their opinion. So Mm. it kind of goes. It kind of makes me nervous that after five or six years of talking about it, you hear your father say, "You need to be careful. You need to be careful on the radio." Oh, I had that
1: that happen to me. I had that happen to me too. I had that happen to me at uh, at. um at mother's day brunch with my, with my family and one of my dad's yeah. friends was at town and, um, and we were talking and he was like, so, and, and he's a, um, dude, he's a medical malpractice attorney. The guys, he's, he's really good shit to talk to, but, um, he's, he's, he's an incredible person. We were sitting there talking and he's like, so, you know, I hear your friends doing that arm march. And I was like, yeah, he's going to do that. And he goes, are you going to be there? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to be participating, you know, with a with a firearm, but I'm going to be there to cover it. And he's like, "Well, just make sure you're far enough away." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I will be." And he's like, "Just make sure you don't cross that bridge." And I'm like, "Uh,
5: okay." I'm pretty sure it's not illegal to cross the bridge with a camera.
1: No, but no, but what his <laughs> what his theory is is they're just going to box everybody in on the bridge and they're just going to arrest everybody, whether you're they're videotaping, yeah. whether you're whether you're there, you know. You know, just participating—it doesn't really matter. They're gonna—they're gonna get you either way, and, and that's the quote-unquote theory. But it's one of when those you, things that, like, like you said, you know, when you when you hear people that really care about you say, "Hey, you need to, you need to kind of," that might be you. It really it rings home to me, but it rings home in a way that it makes me it makes me angry that I can't voice my opinion in my own country.
5: For me, it's not about. I know my parents care for me. That's for me. The the gauge of the response from my parents is more along the lines of, you know, my dad used to pick on me and mock me as a conspiracy theorist, and now he's acknowledging what I've been saying and seeing all along. So oh, when yeah, someone as hard-headed as yeah. that is is finally going, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, be careful, and they're acknowledging HARP and FEMA camps, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. No, and, and my dad, my things. dad,
1: I was telling him, he goes. Um, He called me up one day, and he goes, you know, I'm driving back from South Carolina, and I just passed about 15 um, black SUVs not marked with lights on them, and they were just all hauling butt. And I was like, there you go. He's like, what is that? I'm like, that's the secret police, Dad. You know, every good authoritarian regime has to have their secret police. You can't have marked vehicles or anything like that. And I know what you're going to say, cops. I know that they're federal agents, and yes, we we should all understand that they need anonymity and all this other stuff. But at some point, at some the point, the guys no in point. costumes. Oh, That's I know, man. Are. I know, and it's so sad. It's so sad to see what's happened, and and to see how we've all been manipulated, and then and then stirred into this. I don't even know. It's like it's like a broth of tyranny that we're all just sitting here, kind of bubbling in, and it's and it's not really getting turned up yet. It's the broth is still. We're still like lukewarm you know we we lit the we lit the burner back you know just after um just after JFK and after and then and then once FEMA got rolled in through um Jimmy Carter once we had that set up and then Bush expanded it now we're mm-hmm. now we're slowly, slowly starting to see and i guess it's the boiling frog approach but you start to see the broth get turned up a little bit and and here is a here is a prime example of what i'm talking about i'm just going to read you this article and just kind of follow it along with me Homeland Security monitors Tea Party protests in of of the Florida IRS and this is from Bizpack Review. So in spite of confusing messages and midday rain showers, the Tea Party showed up in force at the local IRS office in Orlando on Tuesday to express its dissatisfaction with the agency. On a warm humid central Florida day, dozens of protesters turned out in spite of the in spite of an all out out of the way location And somewhat expletive call to suspend the event amid a series of unconscious or inconsistent messages from various Tea Party factions. So I guess you probably had people out there saying that we don't, you know, here's what it actually says. So I'm going to skip ahead. Under the watchful eye of Homeland Security, and it says, yes, they were president, protesters carried signs that read, we do not consent to terrorism. To tyranny, abolish the IRS and don't target me, bro. Which actually, that's kind of funny. Making it clear, don't page they, me, bro. yeah, exactly. Making it clear that they don't condone the use of IRS as a political weapon. But where the hell have these people been when the IRS was a political weapon for all these other presidents? I don't get it. Like, why all of a where
5: sudden? Where are these people with what's going on with Bradley Manning? With what's going on with Adam Kokesh? Are they? You know, this is what I don't get. You no, know, it's been it's aggravating to
1: see the Tea Party. It's like the once again, I think you and I talked. I don't know if it was my show or your show, but we talked about the um. The, they're basically the Reaganites that rebrand themselves as the Tea Party.
5: Yeah. but if you see, look, here's here's what I don't get. Okay, do you care about liberty and freedom, or do you care about yourselves? No, you they know, care about taxes.
1: That's them. what they care about. They care about taxes. Well, they care about they care about. We want limited government. Listen. The the time for you know limited government. You're and, saying they don't Kong, care about tyranny. No, I, I no no I say they care about tyranny, but I don't think that they really they. Some people in the in no offense to the Tea Partiers out there because I know a lot of you and a lot of you are super awake people, but there are some people that are uh, I guess like the the rhinos or you know the Republicans in Name Only. You have the Tea Partiers, which are basically you know patriots in name only. They'll just sit there and say that, well, I just want lower taxes and smaller government. And it's like, well, okay, how do you, how do you, how do you plan on getting there? Well, we got, to, um, you know, we got to get better people in office. I'm like, well, dude, all the major corporations own these people once they get to Washington. It doesn't matter how good they are. You got to go to the top. Yeah. You got to cut off the head of the snake. You can't just sit here and and rearrange deck chairs on the, on the Titanic. It's not going to do us any good.
5: Yeah, I don't know. I I really, I just, I, I I think I get so mad because I hear, you know, you 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 watched during the Bush years, you watched the left, and I'm looking at, you know, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I voted for Bush, mm -hmm. I voted for him twice, and I regret every minute of it, you know, every day doing that, but I realize it, I recognize that, I recognize Mm -hmm. that during Bush's term. Mm-hmm. Why are these people so apt to cling? Because it's their guy? You know, if your guys messing up, you know, own it, own it, and 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 get out there on, and boots on the ground like you did with Bush. Um, you know, I just it, it drives me absolutely up a wall. And then you look at the left.
4: Mm-hmm. Well,
5: you know, during. Are you look at the right now? Let's let's take it to the Republican side. You look at what this is this year, is always was,
1: fun i love I love attacking the uh, the mainline Republicans because it's like yeah. it's literally like shooting this? fish at a barrel with a shotgun, it's like you you guys well, have no political stance it's just it's just you well, put on your big you put your big r and then you put your cape on and then you just walk around and you stick your chest out like hey, Republicans in office like you guys have absolutely no clue because none of your well, political know, republicans are are really truly. They're not true to the cause of conservatives. They're not true conservatives. Yeah. They're fake. They're phonies.
5: Well, this is like – where are these guys at? I mean they saw – I mean if they really liked Bush and they really liked being Republican, that's great. More power to them. But they saw what the protesters did with Bush and everything and mm-hmm. and how they vilified him. And, and Why aren't they if, – if I was still a Republican, I'd be out in the streets protesting – Back just to be a dick, you know. What I mean, like you protested, protested my guy. Let's get boots on the ground and protest their guy. But no, but I think I don't think Obama. that. I,
1: I think that that's the one thing about the Republican Party that I will say, and 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 people that are involved in politics know this very well. The Democratic Party is so united, and they are so so organized when it comes to campaigning throughout like if their guy gets elected as soon as the election's over they're campaigning again and the republicans they thought that it was just going to be a clean sweep with mitt romney they're like oh my gosh barack obama is so terrible all we got to do is put this guy that looks like a kendall in a suit and make sure he doesn't make sure he doesn't say he wants to put a you know a, a colony on the moon and we're going to be in good shape <laughs> but you guys got to the party too late you didn't have enough funding you didn't get all you didn't get all the people involved that you needed to get involved and then you ran into the ignorant masses, which are just like, well, you know, Obama. I guess he didn't blow the country up, so he's not doing too bad. So yeah, I'll vote for him again. And that's where we're at. We're at. We're at a point where where we have a, a highly informed um, portion of the electorate, a, a highly informed portion of the population. And yeah. They're just super awake, super informed, super involved. And then you have the kind of middle-of-the-road guys, I would call them like the you know, the weekend politicians or the water cooler politicians that are going to go sit there and talk policy with their buddies after they watch Fox News all weekend or, or catch the, uh, the morning squawk box or whatever the heck it's called mm-hmm. anymore. I can't even watch it. But that's the other section, and then you have this gigantic section of the population that is just – on a different planet, they they're they're brainwashed by television. Their life revolves around it. Right, or M- Matthew, I want to give you a, a a great synopsis. And I refer to this person a lot, and I'm never going to give that person's name out. But this person actually exists, and I have my friend update me from time to time about this person because it is just, dude, it makes my show so easy. Okay, so this person works in IT. Supposed to be pretty bright, okay? There's um, so what happens is, they were talking to my friend. They said, "Man, I really need a vacation." Now, keep in mind, my friend has um, he's got an 11 year old, a 7 year old, and a newborn. And the newborns are just about to be a year old, okay? So he's got that at his house. He's like, "You need a vacation?" She goes, "Yeah, well." And he goes, well, you know, what do you need a vacation for? Are you like, what? You you working a lot? You got, you know, you got to do stuff on the side, or you got kids? And she goes, no. We um, after work, I usually go home, and and my boyfriend and or my boyfriend and I go, and we have dinner with his parents at seven, and then we usually hang out over there for a little while, and then I come home at like nine or eight thirty or nine, and I play Bubble Pop for about an hour, and then I watch TV, and then I go to sleep, and the day's gone. And I'm like that is your stereotypical American for, for the yeah. most part. Now, I would say I would say a good fifty percent plus that's their life. And and how do we compete with that? How do we compete or how do we break through to these people? It's like and and you cannot unlock them from the television because it's so easy to say I I choose, and if I have one more person say this to me, I think I'll probably blow a gasket. No, I choose not to believe that. I choose not to believe that. It's like, I'm going to show you documents and, you know, documented facts. These are facts by scientists that say that fluoride makes you stupid. And you're drinking it every day out of every water fountain, out of every municipality. Now, luckily enough here, luckily enough here... My municipality is so great that it actually adds it in order to meet the EPA required levels. Isn't that nice? We don't actually have fluoride in our water, so they have to add it. And they and they put a little asterisk by there and letting them know that they added this into the water supply and it says in order to meet the required EPA standards. Isn't that fun? But the people cannot they can't even first of all they can't imagine that any politician would be criminal because obviously they're wearing a costume, so they have to be an authority figure, and they and they dress sharp and and they look clean cut, so obviously they're a stand up person. So they can't ever get past that. So how do we get them to the point to to just say, look, this guy got arrested for doing nothing. Oh, he was at a protest. That's illegal because that's probably what they think. Well, you can't be protesting.
5: Well, you know, re- here's the thing. And this is the part that upsets me. People are like, well, you know, I do my job, and I come home, and I just want to relax. You know what? Screw you. That's what I say to those people. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm putting my own resources. I'm not making any money doing this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be nice mm-hmm. one day. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to have this yeah. as a full-time career. But mm-hmm. I'm not making any money doing this. I'm doing it mm-hmm. because, I'm, well, one... I love doing radio. It's what I was kind of always my dream, but I could be doing a lot different stuff than,
4: mm-hmm.
5: you know, I could be doing different talk radio. I wouldn't be doing political stuff. I could be doing so many other things with my free time. And we talked mm-hmm. about this before. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm a single dad, widowed, single father. I have a child to raise. I go to school full time. You know, I have other responsibilities. And I take the time out of my life to make sure I do, you know, 15 minutes, an hour, maybe even more per night, doing a little bit of research, making sure I'm keeping my local, you know, state officials, Mm -hmm. federal Mm -hmm. officials honest as I can. But Mm -hmm. here's the problem. If 90 plus percent of the population isn't paying attention,
4: Mm
5: -hmm. there's only so much that 10 percent can do, and there's only so loud that we can scream. So are right. people that just say I just gotta go home and do you know I just want to get home from work and relax. Spots.
1: I want to go I home curse? and play bubble pop. Are you upset I if I go curse? home
5: and play bubble pop, Matthew? Hey. Let me go home and play bubble pop. Come on, Jake. Am I allowed to curse on your show?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let it fire, okay. man. I mean, we could. I can always bleep it out if I'm going to send it to some syndicated show. So go ahead.
5: Yeah, well, I say to those people. Fuck you. That's what I said. Well, I
1: mean, I said fuck you to the FCC. I I said fuck you to the FCC when I first went on air because remember, remember when David Ortiz came out and said, (laughs) and he's like, you know, he was upset. So that's, you know, that's that's okay. like, wait a minute, you guys censor everybody. I'm upset with you. So therefore, you know, f you. But enough with the expletives and stuff. Here, I'm gonna play you this Paul Harvey clip, and then I'm gonna play you a couple others. About the clergy response team and about how they were going to try to put the TSA on the buses in Texas. And then I'm going to finish it up with um, a couple of really good clips. I've got a martial law clip that's about seven minutes long here, but it's worth it. It's the actual footage, and you guys can't know what's going on throughout the entire thing. But it's the footage of Katrina. And for those of you that don't know, yes, Hurricane Katrina, after the hurricane came, guess what? The first thing that the police officers did, they went out and took all the guns, and that was by order of the police chief, and I've got it. I've got the clip here where he says that they're like, we're going to confiscate all the weapons, and he's like, no. Wait. Nobody's going to – no one will allow to be armed. Nobody will be allowed to be armed except for – except for Matthew who? The people in the costumes. That's right. Yeah. So I guess all we got to do is look- walk around in clown costumes and put big. Maybe, maybe we should do this. Maybe, you know, Alex Jones always says that if, um, if Hitler wore a peak uniform, that he, could, that he would actually have met no resistance and everybody would have worshipped him and he'd probably still be a dictator. I say that if we had a badge that took up your entire chest with ribbons that came down to your shoes, that you could arrest anybody in America. You could just walk. You could walk up and arrest a senator, dude. Do you not see my badge? I mean, look at how big my badge is with my ribbons and streamers, and I got the laurel on the side and everything. Look at this.
5: Well, we've talked about this before, and and Robert and I covered it on our show the psychology of authority. And mm -hmm. and I guess it it, it used to be I had that same thought process. You know, it was, you know, I as a kid growing up, I was always taught to respect authority and you know mm -hmm. don't question authority. And now I'm I'm 35 years old, and I, I look at a cop. I don't even care if I knew the guy. Mm. I'm like, what makes you so fucking special? Who the
1: well, fuck? No, no, do you no. no. Think it's not are? even that. I look at I look at them as I look at them as people, and that kind of creeps them out. Like I went and bought I bought yeah. a I bought a I bought a cop a sandwich one day. He was standing behind me in line. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, What did you get? I'm like, A number seven and whatever he's got. And he goes, No, no, no. You don't need to do that. I'm like, Sir. We as citizens used to do this kind of stuff for you guys all the time. Now, I know with these self-centered assholes that nobody ever buys you anything, so I am going to make the gesture that there are still some decent people out here, and I'm going to buy you lunch. And he was very appreciative, and we had a nice little conversation afterwards, but it's like – they get in this gang – and we talked about the gang mentality thing and everything, and I and I don't want to get into it, but that's the psychology of authority like we're talking about, and that's what builds the police state is you get the gang mentality from the police departments thinking that – that they're out to um, they're out to keep the citizens under control. You're not there to keep us under control, guys. We're not running around naked if you guys don't show up to work. I promise you. <laughs> you know, we're we're fully capable adult human beings that don't have to be nannied, bullied, or you know messed with all the time in order to keep our stuff in line. But what you do yeah. have to realize is that you're creating a psychology where it's you versus us, and that is not good for anybody. It is not good for anybody. Remember when you put that uniform on or the costume on or whatever you want to call it. Remember, you are an American and a civilian first. You yeah. are not. You are not a a. You are not law enforcement. That is the dumbest title i've ever heard that's supposed to be intimidating you 're not there to enforce the law you're you're supposed to make sure that i don 't get my civil liberties violated and nobody kills me and that I can travel peacefully and not you know and not be you know accosted by somebody or run off the road by somebody that 's what you 're supposed to do not revenue generate and and what's so yeah. sad is that we've been we've been raised or right well these guys have been have been raised. In almost the police state culture, so once you wait, you wait, man, it's going to get, and, and Alex talks about it a lot, I talk about it a lot, it's only going to get worse because now you're going to have people that have been raised in this semi-authoritarian, quasi-authoritarian regime that we call the United States now, the empire, they've been raised in this quasi-authoritarian, and they're going to go, well, I want to go be a cop because then I can go chase bad guys and, and do all this kind of stuff, and, and it's, it shouldn't be about that. It's not about keeping the the sheep in check. It's about making sure that we all have the right to liberty, prosperity, and property, which was what we yeah. were first supposed to get. But they changed that to happiness. You can't have property. You can't guarantee property. No, no, IRS will take care of that. Or actually, excuse me, the um, excuse me, the the Fed will take care of that. And you pay your you know pay your income and taxes and, and pay your property taxes well, to them. Hey, so you can just taxes, rent that. Which is the well, most- yeah, you could just rent that property from them. You don't really own it. You just get to rent that from the government. But here is yeah. the if I, were, if I were the devil, and I want you to comment on this. I don't know if you've ever heard this Paul Harvey clip before, but this thing is money. So enjoy, everybody. Sorry for the um, all over the place podcast today, but you know what? This always makes for good radio. At least it makes for good radio for me. So enjoy.
3: If I were the devil, And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good.
1: All right, Matthew, are you
5: there? I got one, qu- I got well, I got many questions. 19, what year the-
1: 1965.
5: Wow. And you know what, the I, You know, I, I I, like the use of the word the devil. I mean, obviously, I'm a Christian, so I'm not bothered by it. Um, but they ought to take and redo that and replace the word devil with government.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he even talks about it. He would replace God with Washington. I mean, that's basically yeah. what he's trying to say is that they're – uh, we're – we we're just so far gone
5: <laughs> but that's basically what our government did they replaced god they replaced god with washington of course they've of they've course. turned the state into the necessity
4: mm-hmm. they've turned it Absolutely.
5: into you know hey you need us you you know you need us and that's and, what and, that's and, what
1: i that's what i talked about how how the the manhunt in um in in the boston bombing was not Get that person. That was not the overall objective. Now, think about this, Matthew. Now, I am a conspiracy theorist because I don't trust trust known liars and I actually um, make rational thoughts by myself without the help of television. So, I am therefore a conspiracy theorist. So, here is is what my feelings about the Boston bombing are. And this goes right along with the police state. Do I think it was a staged or a provocateur event? Yes. Now here is my reason why. Number one, you had a lot of guys there that were wearing backpacks, and yes, they were running a simulated drill. And then they denied that there was a drill going on. So then that kind of confuses me. But what really takes the cake for me is that there is no way in hell that Boston has got that many spare guns, body suits, armored vehicles, all of that stuff. There is no way that they're just sitting in a storage shelter somewhere and that they just rolled them out. They probably shipped those things in a couple of days before and then we're ready to show a force once again, like you said, to show the public that you need us. That is what government does all the time. Anytime that there is a disaster, they're going to grandstand and talk about how look at how great we did. Even just ask Chris Christie. Obama did everything he promised he would do for me. What did he, just, mm-hmm. he give you a triple? He give you a triple cheeseburger instead of a double cheeseburger <laughs> with chili fries. I mean, this is what we're we're dealing with. We are dealing with people that believe that they're above the law. Number one, and you can see that as a, as a token to the cash getting arrested. And that's a completely above the law, in your face tactic. Used to try to scare the people that are trying to get something done in this nation, rather than just bending over and and sucking their thumbs. It is, mm-hmm. it is it is completely out of control. Now, what is what is your take? I mean, obviously, you got a lot of questions about the Paul Harvey clip, and I had to go on a little diatribe because. I really wanted people to understand, and just think about that for yourself. Think about it. Does Boston have 15 or 16 armored vehicles just sitting away? And if they do, who paid for it? Did I pay for that? Did that come from the federal government? Or did that come from the state government? Hey, why were they pointing machine guns at people in, in the windows just trying to take pictures? And if you guys don't believe me, go to my website, wearenotcattle.net. Under the Boston bombings article that I posted, I posted a bunch of videos, and I posted a bunch of pictures from it. Just to show you how crazy this place has gotten, and it's either one of two things. It is either we are living in a, a total authoritarian, a quiet authoritarian regime. They're just waiting to kind of – waiting for something, I guess, waiting for some event to happen to where they can really roll out the control grid, or we're, we're dealing with a bunch of paranoid people. I don't know which one it is. Either everybody's paranoid, the cops are paranoid, the citizenry's paranoid, and then you have government standing there saying that, you know, just come into our womb and we'll protect you and then everybody feels better. Everybody feels better when the TSA puts their hands down your pants because they might find the guy with the you know, they might find the guy with the with a the, with the, uh, box cutter that'll that'll take the next plane down. But I think eventually what we're gonna have to realize is that you know, the same thing we always come back to. These are people, these are humans. these are all human beings they 're they 're in costumes you call, they call them they call them uniforms and that 's why they call themselves officials, even though they 're elected servants, they call themselves officials to make it seem like you need them and If you look at what happened in ancient Rome, ancient Rome went down kind of the same way. It started getting very very crazy toward the end where you had people like you had people that would get arrested under um under um war crimes and stuff like that and then you would have the aristocracy make them cut their flesh off and cook it and eat it in front of them until they died i mean that's where Thank we're headed you. as a society i mean that's where we're headed as a society and you can see it with all the different with all the different memes that are coming out there and with lady gaga and this other girl uh, kesha trying to Show Kids How to Commit Suicide, and in every one of their videos, there's, like, Illuminati symbology everywhere. And I don't really Uh get into the Illuminati side of things, but hopefully if my friend TJ comes on on on, uh, Thursday, he he has researched that stuff six ways to Sunday, the Knights of Malta, the whole thing, and he can go on Uh and on about that. Do I believe that it exists? Do I believe that there's secret knowledge that we don't know? Absolutely. And if you don't believe that... Then go sit yourself in a fishbowl somewhere because if you don't think that people of authority and people of power aren't going to find some some ma- not like magic but they're going to find something and go holy crap we can't let the public know about this it's kind of like when I played the clip on the um, the free energy sources that have been available since the 50s that Tesla and all these other guys invented uh-huh. and then every time every time they have a, a free energy source that comes out or they get a patent for it. Two days later guys in black suits come over and smash up their entire lab and burn it down and either shoot the guy or the guy quote unquote commits suicide. And Alex Jones even talked about that on his show on Friday. He said they're really going after inventors now is who they're going after. And it, if you look at the the parallels between us and Nazi Germany, very, very similar of who they're trying to they're trying to demonize groups and then they go after they go after the scientists, the people that won't convert and go over to the dark side. That's who they're going after right now, and you've got political prisoners, the same kind of deal, so you know transitioning off of that stuff, go back to what questions you had about the Paul Harvey clip because it is really powerful for three minutes, especially something that was that was created almost fifty years ago. How profound is that almost fifty years ago? Yeah,
5: you know, I really don't have any questions. I think you pretty much covered all of them
1: okay, I'm sorry, I just In i your- all right. Well, I mean, so let's it's all let's good, elaborate. It's
5: all good. No, let's
1: elaborate on the police state a little bit, because um, here here is what I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Your churches, and you know this, Matthew. Your churches are no longer churches anymore. They are now, um, they are now tax-free foundations slash organizations which means that they do have to respond to somebody in the federal government. They can't be just a free-willing society anymore. And they spun it to these 501c3s, because I used to sell copiers, so I always used to ask, are you 501c3? Are you a charitable organization? And they're like, oh, no, no, we're 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 a 501c3, which basically means they incorporate themselves, and then they use it as, um, I can't even think of the proper term now. It'll come to me after this clip. But so what happens is, now you have people, and I want to get TJ's take on this a little bit later. TJ, if you're listening, if you want to call in, man, because um, I've been I've been mentioning you a lot, you can either call in via Skype um, on the uh, on the webpage, or you can call in, or if anybody else wants to call in and comment on um, what Matthew and I are talking about, 602-753-1916 is the phone number to call, and we'll get you pulled up here if you want to talk about the police state, or if you want to just talk about anything in the news, because I've got a whole... One, two, three, four, five, so I got like eleven tabs open here. I feel like a chick, nothing against chicks, but uh usually usually I rock like one or two tabs, and then I open a whole new window, so I'm doing some very um some very crazy organization here but here is here is the a clip, and they have these all over the country guys. They're called clergy response teams, and what these yeah, guys are responsible for? And what these guys are responsible for is any kind of civil disobedience, civil disturbance, not civil disobedience, civil disturbance, civil unrest, martial law scenario. They are teaching their flock to go to either the FEMA camps or just comply with the government and do what they say, and let's just get this over with. So here is the clip. It's about two minutes, and then, Matthew, I'll get your take on the back side.
7: Law ever become a reality in America? Some fear any nuclear, biological, or chemical attack on U.S. territory might trigger just that. And as KSLA News 12's Jeff Farrell discovered, the clergy would help the government with potentially their biggest problem, us.
3: From my
8: cold, dead hand. Charlton Heston's famous declaration captures a truly American value, the overarching desire to protect our freedoms but gun confiscation is exactly what happened during the state of emergency following Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. U.S. troops also arrived, something far easier to do even now thanks to last year's elimination of the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. That forbid U.S. troops from policing on American soil. If martial law were enacted here at home, like depicted in the movie The Siege, easing public fears and quelling dissent would be critical. And that's exactly what the clergy response team, as it's called, helped accomplish in New Orleans. Uh, Jeff, the primary thing that we say to anybody is let's cooperate and get this thing over with, and then we'll settle the differences once the crisis is over. Such clergy response teams would walk a tightrope between the needs of the government versus the wishes of the public.
3: In a lot of cases, these clergy would already be known in the neighborhoods in which they're helping to defuse that situation.
8: For the clergy, one of the biggest tools that they will have in helping calm the public down or obey the law is the Bible itself, specifically Romans, Romans 13. Because the government is established by the Lord, you know, and, uh, and that's what we believe in the Christian faith. That's what's stated in the scripture. Civil rights advocates believe the amount of public cooperation may depend largely on how long they expect the suspension of their rights might last. Jeff Farrell, KSLA News 12 reporting.
1: Uh, which is a complete they misinterpretation. Romans, yes, it's a complete misinterpretation of Romans 13. It's a complete Romans, pull force. The
4: sucker up. Hold on,
1: Dude, Romans, Romans 13 does not say that the government was created by the Lord. and man created government. You can't even spin that. You can, but here's what
5: their little. Oh, I can read it j- to you if you want. Yeah,
1: go ahead and read it. I mean, we we all know that this this is just such a joke. All right, go ahead.
5: All right, this is uh, Romans thirteen of the New International Version. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now.
1: No, but, after established no, no, no. by God, well, not by humans, by God.
5: Now, now, let's put that into perspective, okay? If we take our actual supreme law, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and the fact that we're a constitutional republic, hey, that's a great law to follow. That's God's law. The law mm-hmm. we live under now is not under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So really, it is actually our duty to disobey unjust mm-hmm. laws.
4: Of
0: and course. to
5: disobey anything that would go against the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, based on as a Christian, based on that verse alone, if our law was established by God and it, that law is a constitutional republic, then it is our duty as Christians to disobey any law that directly co- uh, is in contradiction to the mm. to the government law. So well, I'll put that in perspective first. So any, right. you know, and and that's where they get on they get on TV and all these. Talking heads and these politicians mm-hmm. are like, well, "We're a democracy," and I just want to say, no.
4: "Like,
5: who the hell are you? No. Where did you get this garbage? Democracy?" <laughs> and I'm like, "But they—but they, see the thing is, they—they they say it because they want everybody out there to believe it. They no, want they to want, believe in they, the majority They of the world. know that
1: they, once again, they know that the sheep are just so—they're just not paying attention. They don't—they don't have any." <laughs> They don't have any clue. Now, look, hey, is it? Hey, is there any way that you can call back via Skype? Can you call in via Skype instead of your cell phone because it's kind of breaking up? And I don't know if that's my audio feed or what because I got another clip that I'll play here. I'm calling in
5: through Skype. But, oh, well, really? I am calling in through Skype. Yeah, I'm on my
1: headphones. Uh, okay, it must it must just be a bad it must be a bad feed. I must be having a bad connection here. But um, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. Let me go into verse
5: two because this is This is where it gets critical. It says consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So our own federal government, our lawmakers who are who are making laws against the Constitution against the constitutional republic and the Bill of Rights that was set up, they're the ones who are going to have to answer to God, not us,
1: yeah, and I agree uh, with you. I agree with you hundred percent on that, but here. Here, here is, here is the just the crystalline takeaway from that. It's just that when you have somebody just completely twist or give their interpretation of that Romans thirteen, like that guy said, it's just like, hey, let's just get this thing over with. I mean, that sounds great, dude. I mean, it always sounds great. And it's one of those things in a crisis, it will sound fantastic. Just like after 9-11, it sounded fantastic to have the TSA everywhere. Everybody was so freaked out, and everybody felt so naked. They're like, oh my god, yes, government, save me, save me. And then what was amazing to me is after the Boston bombing, now you're starting to see the people not want that so much. It's like, would you sacrifice more liberty for security? And people are like, no. And that's gotta freak the federal government out. They gotta be going, wait a minute. Yeah, especially I, 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 if I thought if, these guys were a if, bunch of chicken necks. How how do we how do we not freak them out? I mean, why if, don't they want us to protect them anymore?
5: If we're going with the belief that the Boston bombing was a false flag, which um I didn't you know, even get I mean, your take on it. What
1: what what's your take? I mean I, I looked at it enough. For myself to know that the official narrative, much like 9/11, mm-hmm. now do I know that it's a staged false flag? Dude, I don't know, and we're never going to know the answer. So you guys might as well just you guys might as well, well just move on. But I, I just for me, I just can't say I just cannot see any way that it's just two guys once again handled by the CIA or funded by the FBI overseas. I just don't I don't see it see them having if it's just mismanagement again like what they're saying Benghazi is we have the absolute biggest bunch of buffoons running our government that that has ever you know set foot in the in the white house or on on the congressional floor period
5: L- let me tell you what i think okay cuz here, here's, here's here's the problem that i see with conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theories not necessarily with you jake um, but the majority of them, so many of them, are quick to point a finger
4: mm-hmm. at an
5: entity or a government without actually having any, any physical proof. Now, I'll look at the evidence, like nine eleven and the Boston bombings, and I'll go. There is definitely evidence to suggest that something's fishy going on, that
4: mm-hmm. the official
5: story doesn't match up, and mm-hmm. I'll pu- I'll point out three or four things, you know, that I notice and see, and I'll go that, you know, and then I try. Well, here's the first thing: is I pull up all the evidence. Mm-hmm. and i try to think of every single situation and i learned this from robert i try to pull up every single type of situation even the most most crazy idea of like um what is there another thing that could possibly explain this before i go saying and then and then i try to disprove myself you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like the scientific method of course um, that's what you sh- that's what we should all be doing yeah. now I'll usually whittle it down to about three or four actual facts that I can't explain. There's no mm-hmm. way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like the guys, with, like the guys with
1: backpacks at the at the, at the the marathon bombing. Yeah, That was the one and thing out with me. I was
5: like, backs, well, those guys can be easily explained, but mm-hmm. what can't be explained is the backpack that exploded the picture of it didn't match mm-hmm. either of the two suspected bombers' Amen. backpacks that were on their back. Amen. Amen. Okay. Do I believe that those two might have been patsies? And they still were involved, yeah, possibly. Um, but as far, I don't think they were in on it by themselves. I can't prove who that other entity is, but I just don't believe the official story. Now, let me let me give you my example on nine eleven. Like nine eleven, I'm not saying who I believe it is. I had no actual physical proof. I can't you know pinpoint any one person. What I can say is is one, and these are just a couple of the facts that I picked out. Take away building seven because I know everybody likes to point to that. But, you know, and, and for one, it's free fall speed versus pancake. I we used to work in construction. I've watched demos. I know, and, and it's been proven time and time again by actual pancake collapses that it takes longer than 10 seconds. But, you know, that, again, can be, you know, anybody can write that off. So here's what I like to use is the actual physical evidence that I can't I cannot explain. One, how come there was smoke at the base of the two towers mm-hmm. before the towers fell?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Which is on video, by the way. It's
1: on video everywhere, yeah. and the explosions are going on. In the building with the fire department in there, if you watch um yes. what was that movie that you that see, you were talking about? But see
5: that can be explained away. See that's just, loose like, change, I can that say, can be explained? Well, oh, okay, whatever.
1: All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean interrupt. To...
5: Like for me I can say I can easily as okay, but I'm trying to think on the lev- on the level of the, the denier, the 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 skeptic. Um mm-hmm. well you know, they, they, would, they would just panic, it was chaos, they were just hearing things, they didn't know what they were hearing. You know. But what I can't explain is what was why was there actual smoke at the bottom of the tower, you know, before the towers even fell? Point number two, and I've always pulled this picture up. It's one of my favorite pictures to pull up. If you look at the pictures from afterwards, the base columns, they've got columns with V-shape, you know, that that angular 45-degree cut on it Mm -hmm. with molten Mm -hmm. metal around it. Yep. The same cut that goes on in any demo. That doesn't happen by a building coming down, (laughs) That happens by an explosion. That I cannot explain away. So mm-hmm. those are the things that I try to stick with, and I really believe that if people stuck with just a couple points and say, mm-hmm. and instead of automatically blaming a government, which most people don't want to believe that their government's going to kill thousands of people, if mm-hmm. people just stuck with, hey, you know, you're probably right. Either we we can't explain who did it and mm-hmm. how it happened, but what I what I can say is that there's something wrong with the official story because of these two or three key facts. Those can't be mm. explained away. I've had people try to explain them away. And I'm mm. like, really? You're going to tell me that that this V-shaped molten metal just happened naturally, this cut, mm. it was just a natural cut? You're trying to yeah, tell me that it's the on smoke all at the four, base of tower was fucked? It's, it, 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 it's on
1: all four of the... Of the um, of the uh, what do they call it's not like an not an eye beam what do they call it's 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 all four of like the beams that you can see they're like the the foundation going all the way to the top they're all four cut at that angle and then one thing that always gets me about that and I don't know how we digressed off the nine eleven but it's always fun to talk about is that one thing that well, I always always talk about is the how come they had heat signatures of three thousand degrees for up to a week later. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, if it was supposed to be that pancake effect like you talk about, where was mm-hmm. the freaking stack of pancakes? Like if you look at that collapse that happened over yeah. in um in at that sweatshop not too long ago, it was stack on stack it looked like it looked like basically like a um a parking garage just basically collapsed on top of each other. And but you don't see that. And then when I had Richard Gage on, he said, Yeah, if you look down at the at the at the actual site itself, it was nothing but like all the cement was just powder. It wasn't even like cement mm-hmm. blocks or anything anywhere. It was just all powder. Just how do you explain that? All right, we got we got to transition off of this because I, I can sit here and talk about that stuff all day. And, and do well, I? Believe no, I, that the, I brought do that I, up to,
5: mm-hmm? to talk about Boston. No, 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 but it yeah, was ahead. just a few key things within mm-hmm. the Boston that I could easily point out and say.
4: Mm-hmm
5: the the official narrative that comes out in the mainstream media just doesn't make sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Why aren't they talking about these other things? So yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean I I was using it kind of to to show you how I you know physically break down the argument to try and bring a pragmatic view to it. To, right, and I was know,
1: trying so to basically prevent to myself. <laughs> I'm basically trying to prevent <laughs> myself from going on a big diatribe because I will do it, and I have been known to do it before. But um here here is the um here is the seven minute clip on martial law. So this will give both you and I a time to go take a break and all that stuff. If you want to listen to it, please do because this is absolutely this is absolutely astonishing. No, I, this is from this is from after Hurricane Katrina. You got something else really quick?
5: No, I have I have wireless headphones, buddy. I go outside, smoke a circuit and still listen to your show.
1: Look at you. You're fantastic. Wow. Another thought, criminal. All right, so here here's the clip, and this is this is after Katrina. And about halfway through the clip, guys, you're gonna hear the uh, police chief of New Orleans say that nobody will be allowed to be armed. And then you get to hear the Marine at the very beginning say that, well, Marines do follow orders. So if you're if you're ordered to go yank a bunch of Americans out of their out of their home and take their guns, you just go follow orders. Which, hey, I guess is what you're supposed to do in a free country. So don't question authority. Remember, they got costumes on; we don't
9: today in new orleans they got a lot tougher on the holdouts Police not only the flooded areas but new orleans driest and wealthiest neighborhoods too Police the police and national guard going street by street house to house We need to make sure too that uh, whenever we knock on doors, people refuse to leave. We need to make note, call it in. They say there are no orders to use force, just strong persuasion. Sometimes entering open houses with guns drawn, and instructions to disarm anyone inside. You say guns, guns will be taken. No one will be able to be armed. We will take all weapons. That happened today in this wealthy neighborhood where homeowners had armed themselves to protect their mansions. Residents were handcuffed on the ground. In the end, police took their weapons but let them stay in their homes.
8: They were a little bit threatened because our weapons were bigger than their weapons.
9: For many of the police and guard troops, it is an uncomfortable job to do this in an American city. This guard unit occupied a church, using it as a base camp. They had to leave a note because they could not get hold of the pastor to get permission.
5: It is it is surreal. You just never... You never expect to do this in your own country.
9: Chris Montgomery says he'd rather be in Iraq than patrolling American neighborhoods. Walking up and down these streets, you don't you don't want to think about the stuff that you're going to have to do. Somebody pops around the corner and be shooting an American.
7: Yeah. It was traumatic. All of a sudden, they were banging on the front door, the side door, and the back door, and they said, let us in. Patty tried to explain she was on dry land, she had plenty of food and water, and didn't want to abandon her dogs. But it didn't matter. If you see six or eight police that look like linebackers pushing you in a corner, you're you're in shock. I'd say, look at all my food, I got plenty of food. They kept pushing me back, pushing me back, and ended up like this. Then, Patty showed them a small revolver she was carefully holding in the palm of her hand. A camera crew was there to capture what unfolded next. I said, it's not even loaded. And I dropped her on the floor. Yeah, they punched her in the face. Well, they punched me in the face. Look at my black and blue marks. Look at, look at what they did to me. They That's dragged freedom. me out of here. I really
0: thought they were going to kill me. I really did. We were coming back across the lake is when we got stopped by Coast Guard and St. Tammany Sheriff's Department and the National Guard by gunpoint. We had identification. We were coming back from our house that we were taking the weapons out of so criminals wouldn't break in and steal them. And we've had uh, policemen tell us that that's what they wanted us to do, but not the sheriff in St. Tammany. They just wanted to confiscate them from us. We felt like criminals at the time when they come up to us with M-16s or AR-15s, whatever it was, but there were four of them with rifles and holding on us with our hands in the air until they got in our boat. So they got on the boat, and they asked us, do you have any loaded weapons? Yes, we do. They're in the two back compartments. Wayne went to show them where the gun was, and he screams, don't touch it. Don't even move. I'll get it. I thought felt like it was un-American and then we had been violated when they, you know, took, them. <laughs> like I said, we were shells out. We were sitting around looking at each other and said, we just got our guns taken away from them. They took them. And they didn't have a, a right to take them. They didn't have a reason to take them. That was the thing. We did nothing wrong. But they took them anyway. He said, be thankful we're taking your guns here. Why should I be thankful? Well, if they catch you with them on land, they're going to take you straight to jail. We live and prove that all they have to do is say, look, this is the law. You had that feeling that you were violated. You, they took something from you. They stole something from you. That's the only way to put it. They took something that they didn't have a right to take.
7: Would you come and get my gun for? I'm a good citizen. Marie Galatis, a Baptist minister, faced the same story in her neighborhood. The same threats by thugs, the same lack of police, but she never once felt afraid. And I had my Bible, and I had my gun, and I knew I was safe. And I tell you what, I'm a Annie Oakley if you come fool with me or my family. I'm going to let you (laughs) have it, buddy. Marie (laughs) knows she was lucky. She was never forced to leave home and didn't have her firearm confiscated. It's going against my, my constitutional rights. As a citizen, mm-hmm. but Marie remembers how upset she got when the police department threatened to take her firearm. You're letting the thugs get away with everything, and you're coming to honest good citizens and taking away their protection, and it is wrong. Wrong
0: wrong. What I feel.
1: All right, that's that's about all I can handle of that. Uh, Matthew, are you there?
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I could barely hear it. I guess you had yeah, to turned up all the
1: way. Yeah, I had it maxed out and it's just it's I'll have to boost the audio and play it next time. Every time I try to play that on Blog Talk, not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but it usually never works, so I had to label it something else and it actually worked this time. So maybe that's what I gotta do. But um yeah, it's just absolutely... I mean, how about those people that are like, wait a minute? I, I thought that I thought that you thought that you lived in a free country, but you do not. This is not America anymore. This place has been conquered, boys and girls. We are now
5: the land of the bankers
1: and the home of the corporations.
5: I don't understand. You know, I don't get it because when I was in the military, I understood my oath. You know, I I took the oath, and, and these police officers and national guardsmen. I don't understand – and, and we, Robert and I did a, an interview with, with Mike Troy where we were taught – when I was in the military, we were taught that we never follow an immoral or unconstitutional order. And he says that – and I got in in 96 and got out in 2002. Shortly after I got out, he went in, and it was like a completely di- – and I'm guessing it's a post-9-11 military – where the the mentality is you follow orders no matter what that order is. You know, No, like-
1: that's that's freedom right there. There you go. There you go. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it should just be maybe we should just all follow orders and then everything will be fine. Because I guarantee you a bunch of psychopathic killers won't get in charge if everybody follows order. I promise you. That never that has never ever happened throughout history. So, well, at least we're working on a good precedence where nobody has ever, you know, had mass genocide or, or went crazy like Caligula or anything like that, or Nero and burned down Rome to just persecute the Christians. You know, none of that ever happens. So at least we're working with a clean <laughs> slate here, and we know that criminals will never get in charge of government because they always rise to the place where they can get the most power. So, well, is that a bit of
5: sarcasm that I hear?
1: No, that was no. That that's um uh. We're gonna have to think of some fancy name to call the sheep, because I don't want to call them sheep anymore. Because I want to <laughs> actually help these people, but we gotta call them. We gotta think of something really fancy to call them, so that they can just you can just kind of do your own self diagnosis and say, wow, am I one of those, or am I one of the people that are actually informed? But here is here's the next clip <laughs> I got
5: for you. We should. No, <laughs> I got a name. We'll call them non-believers.
1: No, because then that sounds like a, a religious thing, and all you know. I, know, I was, like, I was you know, kidding. Gosh, I mean, this is ridiculous. All right, so here is the uh, here's my here's my next clip, and this is about the TSA. Now, this actually got shot down, but this was being proposed out in Texas. Robert, this is get ready because this is extreme Robert. freedom. Having, or excuse me, Matthew, having I, I just saw his name was up on my Facebook for a chat message or something, but this is this is the this is complete safety and freedom when you have the TSA on buses checking bags randomly. And this got shut down, but they keep trying to do stupid stuff like this. So, everybody, once again, not just be informed on big geopolitical things, those are always nice, but be informed about what legislation is being introduced in your state and go down there and be the activist that fights. I've got a little group of activists here in Georgia, and they are really good about sharing information, sharing legislation. And they and we're good about getting together, so create your own group and start going and fighting on the local level. You don't have to fight this stuff on a global scale. If you fight it and change it on a local level, then the global stuff usually doesn't come down. So that's what we've got to work on is trying to get everybody to follow suit at the local level, and then we can start changing things from within. That's I think that that's the, the overall solution. Of course, we've got to get, get people to run for Congress, Senate, and stuff like that, but um, – but you got to start local, man. Just make sure that you're you're not going under Agenda 21 or what they call um, re- revitalization or what's the other term they use? It's um, it's um, sustainable development for you know. It's like Gwinnett sustainable development is what they tried to call it here, I think. And um, anything that says sustainable development, just start reading it. And if it looks like Agenda 21 taking you off your property and stuff like that for the Earth you need to go down there and and just get in front of city council and tell them that this is hogwash and and you're not standing for it and get out there and try to get fluoride removed from your water supply that is going to be my goal for the summer is to go out and try to educate people on fluoride in the water and then maybe it'll be like Florida where will the all the activists will get it removed and then they'll bring it in in tanker trucks and still put it in on the back end so did you ever hear about that well, Matthew uh you
5: know no I you know it's it's Good that you brought that up because I'm thinking well here's the thing is my problem with voting, okay, I'm not a big fan of voting anymore. I brought this up. Oh on my you don't night believe show. you
1: don't you don't believe in the rigged you know, the rigged counters, which I actually <laughs> talked to one of my friends that that worked at the company that made the voting machines. And he looks at me, and I go, how easy are those to hack? And he goes, listen, if you understand Microsoft, you can hack a voting machine. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He goes, no. <laughs> well, and these guys write code all day, dude. These guys are code right. He's like, I wrote the code for it. He goes, it's an absolute joke. And he goes, and they made I, it. They wanted it to be an absolute joke. I
5: was like, oh, my God. But here's gosh. the thing is I still vote. I vote for, I still vote for two very personal reasons. They're, they're my reasons and my reasons alone. Number one – I vote because I at least want to get the numbers for the third party that I'm voting for. I want to show a little bit of presence there. I think that is important to let them know that there's still a percentage of the uh, people out there that aren't buying it. You know what I mean? Um, and two, I look for any reason to get into a long line and talk to complete strangers about hey, politics. That's actually a <laughs> really good point. That is a, no, that's a really good point.
1: I like that. Because I don't know if you're like me, I'm one of those guys, and I'll strike up a conversation in the grocery line. And I don't know if I told yep. told you guys this story before, but there was um, a couple of kids walking up behind me, and and both of them, and I say kids, they're probably in their like late teens, early twenties. They had each of them had two Monster Energies and two Five Hour Energies, and I looked at them and I said, "You guys realize that those things are killing people, right?" And they looked at me and they go, what? I'm like, yeah, a 15-year-old girl died last week because she drank two Monster Energies in a week, and she died. And they're like, oh. I'm like, do you see on that warning label where it says not evaluated by the FDA? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, not saying that the FDA is the be-all, end-all for us, but these things aren't submitted to find out what kind of long-term effects they have, especially like in just like GMOs and anything else. They don't do any long term long term testing on it because they don't want you to know what drinking all that sugar and caffeinated beverages will do to your heart. And it'll basically just make your heart almost explode and make you almost have a heart yeah. attack at like 15. But all right, so enough of the preempting and enough of the preaching. Here is the TSA on the bus just for you, Matthew, just for you to keep you safe. <laughs>
9: Left, frame. This is a national pilot program which puts undercover officers on metro buses, sending out trouble before it happens. It's kind of akin to air marshals, but for buses. I think it's a good idea. A lot of bad people riding the buses sometimes. We don't need to be protected. But that safety will apparently come somewhat at the expense of civil liberties. These officers will be able to search bags at random and canines
3: might be brought in. Mm-hmm. But you
9: don't like the bag searches? No, I don't know. I can't like a lot of food and people always ask me for my food. The bus safe program is a collaboration
3: between the Congresswoman, Metro, Precinct 7 Constables, and the TSA. In downtown, Joel bomb KPRC, Local 2.
8: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: isn't that fun? Doesn't that sound like no, freedom, Robert, having somebody come up and give me that bag, boy. What you got in that bag? It looks man, like you're a terrorist. I think give me you're your in bag. love with Robert. Say what?
5: <laughs> I think you're in love with Robert.
1: Man, uh, why did I keep saying – got to close – here, let me close this window, Matthew. <laughs> let me close this window. I'm sorry.
5: Here, here's my problem with the TSA, okay?
1: Oh, we've only got 21 minutes.
5: <laughs> uh, take away take, – take, no, no, this will be quick. This will be quick. Take away the civil liberties part of it. Take away the government run. Take away all that stuff, all that argument out of it. My biggest problem with the TSA is I would say probably ninety percent of the hired employees are morons. Okay? They don't want they want and I and I thought of another name for sheep. I, I okay. think we should start calling them sleepwalkers.
1: Ooh. And, ooh.
5: I yeah, because like 'Cause they're still asleep, but they're walking around. No. <laughs> You know, no, they're almost like
1: zombies, and 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 I see all these like I see all that's, these uh, archetypes of these zombies and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, man. that's the general public! Holy cow, you guys have no clue what's going on. So go ahead, continue.
5: I, I mean, these people they don't want people who can critically. I've applied, okay? Yeah. I've got management experience, military experience. You know, I used to work in. This was back before I was awake, so don't hold me. Don't hold it against me. I applied. I have management experience in construction. I have military experience. You know, was, you know, critical thinking skills. Despite my being asleep, you know, I wasn't. An, I'm not an idiot, mm-hmm. but yet I wasn't good enough to be hired. And then I see the people that they actually hire for these jobs, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! They want people who are just there to follow orders, who can't think for themselves, who don't understand O's and don't understand the Constitution. They don't want those people, or they mm-hmm. want those people. They don't want people who, who critically think and think for themselves, and that's the reason why. A, apart from the other arguments, all the other arguments go away. Is mm-hmm. I don't trust those people as far as I could throw them because they're just they're they're idiots. They're the I just well I if you're gonna if,
1: who, if you if you're gonna create a goon force, you can't have like the brightest bulbs in the box pushing people around and shuttling them around like cattle and getting on little power trips. You can't have that. You got to have like. <laughs> the you got to have like the the um what arrested development like 16 year old that still thinks he's he's he probably goes home and plays call of duty all night now nothing against call of duty guys cuz i do play video games so i'm not one of those guys that will just you know completely you know zone out into the matrix but I understand that if I'm gonna go play a video game, this is my, you know, thirty to forty five minutes where I'm gonna just zone out and enjoy myself mm-hmm. and then get back to okay, and then I pull out and I'm like, okay, now I'm back into reality out of the Matrix But these are the people that are like literally going in and playing Call of Duty and stuff and they think that they're terrorists under every table and they're in your they're in your underwear <laughs> and and they're sitting there screaming. How about the guy that was the TSA officer up in New York that started screaming that I'm God and like yelling at
5: all of it? The no, <laughs> yelling well, they've at all got of what the comp- pedophiles working for him. Uh, one guy here
3: in Orlando. And guys, Orlando, we're not America.
1: joking. We're not joking about this stuff. Go look at some of the people. That have gotten pushed away. I mean, they have stolen – listen, listen. the TSA has stolen more of the CIA's drugs than anybody on the planet. The The CIA should go investigate the TSA and be like, listen, you guys are really messing up our deal here, all right? You can't keep stealing it from the users. We bring it in, they use it, and then we put them in jail. That's the deal. You guys don't get to steal it from them, all right?
5: That one there was one guy who was local the guy lived right here in Florida or central Florida over by SeaWorld and he got caught stealing stealing all sorts of iPads Is that and the stuff. guy that
1: got caught stealing like the iPads and stuff like that? Yeah. That was right here and he was like, in, in Orlando, he was like Florida. a lieutenant. He was a lieutenant at the TSA. <laughs> like,
4: give me yeah. a break.
1: They give you yeah, guys yeah. ribbons too. I'm telling you, we just need to. Maybe we just need to make them, the entire uniform for the TSA just a, a big badge. Well, That's what they need to wear. Well, just one I mean, big badge.
5: I'm looking at this picture of um, the uh, the armed uh, Department of Homeland Security guards outside the IRS office, and I'm looking at these two Department of Homeland. These are the people they're hiring to take these jobs, and they're morons. They don't have any formal training. The formal training comes from what the DHS tells them to to do. They have no critical thinking skills. They don't think for themselves, and I'm sorry. I don't think that those people should have authority over me because I don't want someone dumber than me. Well, I don't want anybody to have authority over me technically, but if if there's going to be someone who has authority over me, I certainly don't want them to be a dumbass.
1: Well, here's what happens. All right, so now that you said that, I'm going to have the best transition in the world. So if you don't want a bunch of dumbasses being the authority over you, then I have a nice little headline for you. Rand Paul, my colleagues just voted to arm the allies of al-Qaeda and this came out today <laughs> Rand Paul blasts members of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on Tuesday which voted overwhelmingly to arm the elements of the Syrian opposition in a bill co-sponsored by Senate, or by Senator Robert Mendez this is the guy from New Jersey and I got another bill from New Jersey you're going to love too and Robert Coker from Tennessee Tennessee is like the the pilot for all like the police state and and the unwarranted checkpoints and stuff And he says, and Rand Paul goes on to say, this is an important moment addressing the Senate and his colleagues. He said, You will be funding today the allies of Al Qaeda in an irony you cannot overcome. And it goes on to talk about how, you know, that that we've been arming Al Qaeda and funding them and giving them money for food and stuff like that. And this is what absolutely exacerbates me about Syria. Everybody's like, Well, we got to get rid of Assad. Listen. The guy hasn't attacked anybody, anyone, nope. nobody. He has attacked no. Mo- has he been aggressive towards another nation? No, no. Nope. India, India shoots freaking missiles into his into his country, and he's like, eh. No Turkey, excuse yeah. me. Turkey shoots missiles into his country, and he's just like, eh. Um. Uh, all right, I'll let it slide. You guys just because I know what's gonna happen. And then Israel goes in there and bombs them, and they're like, "If you respond to our unprovoked bombing of you, we will bomb you some more." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like we are we are absolutely living in the twilight zone. Hey, and which um which which nations on the planet don't have a central bank again? What what are those again? Oh, um, Libya,
5: Iran, Syria, Iran, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. Saudi
1: Arabia. Yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia is another one. We're never going to go for Saudi Arabia. We're making too much money off them buying our worthless T bills. Ha <laughs> ha! You bunch of suckers. We're just going to keep devaluing our currency. You guys won't have. You'll be standing there holding a bunch of paper enjoy it. Oh, so here's another bill that I wanted to talk to you about quickly. Now we got well, no, 14 no, 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 minutes I left. Like I
5: wanted to touch on that.
1: Oh, Rand- go ahead. Paul.
5: Elaborate. This is Rand Paul's coming out saying all this stuff. Man, they've been funding Al Qaeda now for months. Months. I mean, this is the, Dude, we've been funding yeah. them
1: since 2000 and I okay. think it's 2011.
5: Okay, but I mean, like out there in the news No, reports, it, it, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, um but but still, it it, it it falls on the it falls on the general public's deaf ears. They don't care, you know. The sleepwalkers they don't they don't know what's going on, man. They just know that they know that the voice comes on at 11 o'clock on Wednesday or whenever the hell it comes on. I don't know. But here here's another um here's another good one for you. I hope this is this is all um, and this is off of da, 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 this is off CBS local news in New York. A mileage tax monitored by Big Brother for all New Jersey drivers? It could happen. Now, this is all an absolute joke because any of you that use progressive and you want to use that little – that progressive little thing that you plug in—it's like try this new progressive thing, and it's you know it'll calculate your miles and reduce your rate. No, it doesn't reduce your rate. It tracks your ass everywhere you go. But hey, yep. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so don't listen to me. Just no, enjoy the no, police they- state. It'll be it'll be completely fine. Everything everything's fine. Everything's Jake, fine.
5: You're wrong. No, they come out and tell you we are tracking your driving. We we are tracking your good driving skills.
1: Oh, they, you're good driving. So that makes it okay. That makes it okay.
5: So that that way you can get reduced rates. No, it's all about tracking you is what it is. And I don't want some tracking device on my car. Heck no.
1: Dude, I hate – you know what's so funny is that you – I think we talked about this on the other show, but it's like mm-hmm. – I used to get super paranoid about that stuff like I know what it's all for but I think that I think that you know the shroud of invulnerability that I had at one point in time where I'm like no 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 I can't do that cuz it'll track me I'm like wait a minute They've been tracking me since 2001, and that's been, you know, that's been 11 years. They've got enough data on me already. They're they're pretty well set. So if I get a GNC card, that's going to get me a couple extra dollars off, so be it. Just understand, people, that you're being tracked and traced everywhere, and then they put you in a giant database. And if they ever want to find out about you. Well, my friend William Benny here that was a whistleblower from the NSA has got a 45-second clip about what they use this data for. Oh, and by the way, they're building a $1 billion facility out in Utah that they're not telling Congress what they're using it for. The NSA is. They're like, well, technically we could store data for up to 100 years, and then we would wipe it clean. Gee, I wonder what lasts about 100 years. What would that be? Is it something like a human? I don't know. So here's Bill Binney, that was an uh, NSA whistleblower that actually created the software that you're loving National Security Administration. Is that what the NSA stands for? I can't remember. I think so. But that's, that's what these guys are using it for now, and that is to spy on you. And if they ever need to, they could just pull it right up. And I've got another clip backing me up on that. So here is the clip from William Benning.
6: Somebody told me that they can listen to what we're saying by my having this, even if it's turned off. Yes.
4: The,
9: here's the real grand design. Every domain, think of a domain as an activity, uh, a specific type of activity, phone calls, or banking as another domain. So if you think of graphing each domain and then each graph and turning it in the third dimension, the, the trick now is to map through all the domains in that third dimension, pulling together all the attributes that any individual has in every domain. So that now I can pull your entire life together from all those domains and map it out and show your entire life.
1: Yeah, and he developed that actual technology to be <laughs> deployed on the Russians, and then he started seeing his technology being deployed here, and he's like, "Holy crap, they're using my protocol to spy on the American public." And then he's and then he broke all these, you know, laws and went and I, I've never understood that. It's like you can't whistle blow on something that goes against the government. I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that what whistleblowing laws are supposed to be? Didn't and then Obama, <laughs> you know, persecutes all the whistleblowers and and goes after everybody and taps everybody's phone and, and everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. The government loves you. Everything's great. But here is go back, um,
4: go back yeah, to go American Gladiators.
1: Oh god, dude! I wish that show was still on. That show was money. I I, I miss um. What was it? Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was just like the all all of the guys back in the eighties were all just roided out of their mind. It was so awesome. All right, so and they could never they could never win the joust because they all had terrible balance and they were just so so ginormous from the top like had had these huge upper bodies and like the little stick legs. All right, so anyway, enough fun. Here is um here is the clip from the FBI. And this is the uh, deputy director of counterterrorism on CNN talking about, well, we have ways that if we need to, we can get all your digital stuff because, you know, it's, 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 it's digital and we can get it. Okay, so here we go.
0: our attention now to the phone call between Katherine Russell and her husband, Tamalyn Sarnayev. You said something very interesting on Aaron Burnett's show last night. You said that if Catherine Russell does not divulge the contents of this phone call – that the FBI had other methods finding out what was said. What did you mean by that?
6: Well, on the national security uh, side of the House, for in, the, in the federal government, you know, we have assets. There's lots assets. of assets at our disposal mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the intelligence community, and also mm-hmm. not just domestically, but overseas. He Those almost... assets uh, allow us to gain information and intelligence on things that we can't use ordinarily in a criminal investigation. Here but it comes. Used for major terrorism investigations or counterintelligence investigations. And you're not talking that about voicemail, right? What are you talking no, about? No,
1: we're talking about spying on you.
6: I'm talking about all <laughs> digital communications are, are – um, mm. there's a way to, to look at digital communications uh, uh, in the past. Um, uh, and I can't go into detail of how that's done or what's done, but I can tell you that no digital communication is secure. And so these communications will be found out. They will – the conversation will be known. And it's just a question of whether or not Catherine Russell decides to own up to what was said prior to that information being known, or after the fact. And if it's, it'll be unfortunate for her if she doesn't own up to it completely and fully.
1: So, whatever happened with that information? I thought you guys had your ways to get that. Shouldn't that, shouldn't that have been out? That clip was about two and a half weeks ago. What happened? Oh, you guys had some IRS gate and all kinds of other stuff show up. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? But did you hear how he was like, well, I don't want to go into any detail. It's like, all right, so evidently I'm I'm an absolute idiot, and I can't put together the fact that you just talked about the National Security Agency or Administration, and they're building a humongous database that can store data for up to 100 years. And you say that they have ways, they have ways to get this digital communication back, and then it's all never going anywhere. But I can't get really into the details. It's like – here I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some tires, an engine, um, uh, an engine block. I'm gonna give you some some framing, a steering wheel, gas, pistons, you know everything, and I and I'm I'm gonna build it for you, and then you're gonna put this key in. But I'm not well, gonna tell you how it works. You're just gonna to have to learn how to figure it out yourself. Because I mean, well, obviously, I can't tell you that's classified.
5: Well, look what's coming down the pipe. I mean you've got what are they, by 2015 they're going to start putting black boxes in everybody's car yep um mm-hmm. they can turn on uh laptop uh, what are those uh webcams that, uh, remotely to spy so on they you they can turn
1: your, your cell phone on if your cell phone is off yeah. they can turn the microphone on in your cell phone
8: yeah so the only way uh, that your you appliances- can do
1: it is take the only way you can do it is take your battery out. But guess what? They make them now. And they're like, "Oh, in order, in order to protect battery life, we're going to make it so you can't take the battery out." In order to, to what? In order to preserve battery life, we're going to make it so you can't take the battery out anymore. Oh my God! Did you what? send did me – uh, Yeah, that's one. Link. Oh, the uh, the w- about- oh the one where the um. Oh, that's the CIA director that said that. Like, yeah, everything's spying on you. You, you know, your toaster, your washing machine, everything's spying on you.
5: It, Isn't it great?
1: Isn't it great that everything's spying <laughs> that on your you? Your
5: appliances can spy on you.
3: Yep,
1: dude. I mean, we are so we are so beyond where the general public thinks we are. Like I said, guys, they had anti they had anti gravity planes planes that could defy gravity. They figured it out back in the fifties. So just put that in your pipe and smoke it. You think that those little space shuttles that they shoot to the moon and up to the planet, you know, the little space station. You think that's really the technology that they got? How about that third, that um, that new uh, that new rocket, or not new rocket, the new plane that they had that they test that they test flew that could go over three thousand miles an hour, and then it, this is my favorite. It it takes off. It takes off, Matthew. And within two hours, we can't find it. It's off a of radar. I'm like, You've got to be kidding. They're like, We think it crashed into the ocean. You think it crashed into the ocean for real? You guys got a plane that goes three thousand miles an hour. You finally let the general public know about your 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 new engine technology and and all of a sudden it's gone? I'll see if I can pull that up for you. But what are what are your thoughts on on just the what is, what is the big takeaway from us here on the police state? We got we got four minutes. Let's split up. What's the big takeaway from the police state? What do we need to do as 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 a as a free society to ensure the fact that we don't get completely enslaved by this technology? Because it is, guys, it is the technology that's enslaving you, and you're willfully submitting to the enslavement. That's the scary thing.
5: Well, if you want my take on it, I think our it seems like our numbers are small but i think they're larger than what a lot of people understand and believe uh if you if you count in um and i have to add them in no, no, the people from texas you count in anonymous take alex jones audience alone um take in um uh you can take glenn Beck's
1: audience to an extent i mean i mean yeah, if we can get them out, if we can get them out of their wheelchairs they might be able to help us out <laughs>
5: And you take the militias out and, like, the the hillbilly militias out in West Virginia and whatnot, you know, we're not outnumbered and outgunned necessarily, maybe technology-wise. But I I think we're in a lot better position than it might seem right now. Um, I think there's a lot of people just silent, not like us who are just screaming at the top of our lungs, hey! Um, So I think there's a lot of silent dissenters that are just kind of waiting to see what happens. But what are they waiting I, you know, for? I, I mean,
1: how much more? How much more in your face does well, it have to get?
5: I mean, how much really? How
1: much more in your face does it have no. to get, guys? Quit being chumps. I,
5: I know. It's just that it. I don't think they want to speak up. I think what they're they're looking at it is. When it's time to go, I'm going. But for now, yeah, I, but you can't, you, they're
1: not. You're not going to win. You're not going to win like that. You're you're not going to win by sitting in your and sitting in your house and fantasizing about, well, when the government comes to get me. Dude, when they come to get you, it's going to be 20 guys well, in a, see, a freaking SWAT truck. You know, it's not going to yeah. be just you taking on the local police, and you're going to have this big battle at your house, and well, you're going to show everybody how big of a patriot you are. Don't be stupid. I don't.
5: I'm not really necessarily putting it like that. I mean, I think they will mobilize when it's time to mobilize. I'm saying is, is I think that they're just, they don't want the heat. Like we're okay with getting the heat. Adam Kokesh is okay with getting the heat. He's willing to stick his neck out. They're just, they don't want the heat before it's time. I'm not necessarily saying they're just sitting on the couches waiting for someone to come knocking on the door. I think they'll mobilize when it's time to mobilize. I'm just saying that we're a different breed. We're activists. They're just, they're just waiting. You know, anonymous is activist, but they're anonymous. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. no, I think, I think it's going to be a very interesting next few years. Um, unless there's a big, huge philosophical change or something going on where, where the people finally just say, you know what, I've had enough, and they wake up, and mm-hmm. and, and the government is forced to change. It's gonna happen, unfortunately. I don't want it to happen. I don't want my son to have to live in that kind of life, but mm-hmm. again, I, I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not stupid and I'm not naive either. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping nothing ever happens, but we'll see. Again, it's just I, it's time I will
1: tell. Yeah, I think that I think that we need to all try to relinquish the thing conspiracy theorists. And we use it a lot in our on our podcast here. Or my podcast here because it's a joke to us. It's like if you can, if you can read and you can understand history and you can actually extrapolate from other from other regions and from other points in time periods of time that humans do the same things over and over again. It's just with a different you know veneer on it. You know we're the conspiracy theorists, but I think your friend that calls into your show a lot made a great point. Conspiracy theorist and critical thinker have the same initials, so we need to start saying oh, that instead Justin. of being a cons- yeah dude he 's money, and we need to start saying that you know i 'm not a conspiracy theorist i 'm a critical thinker. Are you a critical thinker, or do you just believe everything that the government tells you well, okay. I think that that 's a great way to approach some of these people because they don 't realize that they 're just they 're just replicating talking points and rehearsing them mm-hmm. and regurgitating them until you get in their face it 's like one of my friends. You know, and, and I and I love her to death, but like right after the Newtown thing thing came out, she's like, she's like, we don't we don't need all these guns, and and we're running into overtime now. So feel free to comment on this if you want. And it's like she goes, we don't need all these semi-automatic guns and and all that stuff. You can have a pistol, you just don't need a semi-automatic rifle. And I said and I said, what is your definition of a semi-automatic? And she's like, you know the tu- 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 tu. I'm like, that's a fully automatic. I'm like what you just told me was that I can have a semi-automatic handgun but you were basically just you you want so badly for all the violence to go away and it's like you know I've said this a billion times if I said it once there is some innate risk in living people you every what's amazing is that like you said and we've quoted on your show before you are more likely to be killed 8 times more likely to be killed actually by a cop than you are by a terrorist but i don't yep. see you pissing your pants every time a cop pulls you over so nope. sack so so, so sack up
4: and,
1: yeah so sack up and understand the fact that there is some inherent risk in living and that you're 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 more likely to – i mean there there's a lot of phobias that go around in human populations that absolutely astonish me because they're not based in logic it's based in it's based on the fact that i don't have control So with the terrorists, it's like, oh, I don't have control of the terrorists, but the cops here, I know the cop, he's an American, so that gives me some semblance of control. It's like Mm – but like people that are afraid to fly, I'm like, look, you're you're more likely – you're like four times more likely to get killed on your way to the airport than you are in the actual airplane itself. But I'm like, when I tell people that are afraid of flying, I said, hey, how many times did you get struck by lightning last year? They're like, um i 've never been struck by lightning, oh great, because you 're actually more likely to get struck by lightning twice in the same year than you are to die in a plane crash,
4: yeah, so
1: just stop being paranoid about frivolous stuff and just and just understand that there is some innate you know there is some innate risk in living this life, and you either live it to the fullest or you live it in fear and and Matthew and I are not living in fear we 're living empowered we 're living the way that you're supposed mm-hmm. to live. You're supposed to fight for freedom. You're supposed to fight for liberty. You're supposed to do all this stuff so the next generation gets a fair shake because if you sit down on the job and you take a, you take the summer off or you take your life off or fighting for liberty or fighting for freedom or fighting for due process, then guess what? The next generation gets screwed and it's probably your kids. So, you know, any other closing comments from you, Matthew? I think that's all for me. No, uh,
5: just... You know, I really appreciate you letting me come on your show and join you. Um, I have to say that, uh, you know, I think everybody just needs to to start playing their part, their role. You know, Mm -hmm. whether you're a single parent like me or you're Mm -hmm. a single person or you're a family, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody needs to take the reins and spend 15, 20 minutes researching their local, start at the Mm -hmm. local. I mean, if that's all you can do. That's it. And that's the best way to fight tyranny is to make sure you keep your local guys because they're the ones you know, you look at all these other cities and counties where you hear, you know, I think there was one in Georgia which said they made it a mandatory law to own a gun. Now I'm not against no, I'm not a, really Canada, for that's, mandatory Canada. laws.
1: No, that's kind of Georgia. If you no no, no. Yeah. it's not it's not mandatory. If you own property it,
5: no, it, it
2: is
1: if you own property, it is but but mandatory they're not going for to you to know. enforce it. Right. It's mandatory if you own property, if you own a home, it is mandatory for you to have a firearm and 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 crime dropped 73% in 2 years. Yeah. And it's not the it's not the fact that we fetishize about having a gun, guys. It's not that 12. it's not me fetishizing about somebody breaking into my house and me getting to pull out my 12 gauge and and blow somebody away. It's not that. It's living empowered, and whether it's living empowered through through being able to protect yourself and your family and not have to worry about the seven minute phone call that it's going to take for nine one one to show up, or if it's living empowered through through thought and through and through ideas and through ideologies where you know that the things that you're seeing going on around you are wrong, they're they're incredulously wrong. You have to when, understand that.
5: When somebody asks me, somebody asked me this one time, and, and it's the same. And it's the same response I give anytime somebody asks me this question. And I try to tell people, so they go, why do you like guns so much? Well, one, I don't, and I'll give you my answer and then I'll kind of extrapolate on it. I don't like guns. That's why I own one, you know, because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to have is one pointed at the, you know, at me. I'm not at the gun range every weekend. I'm not spending money on rounds. I carry my gun. I maybe go to the range two, three times a year to kind of filter out my bullets, you know, to use up the old ones and put in some new ones, you know, just make sure mm-hmm. everything's still working fine. But I mm-hmm. hate, you know, I hate guns. If I didn't have to own a gun to protect myself or worry about a tyrannical government or mm-hmm. for any other reasons, I wouldn't own one. I never owned one. It's like if you if, you if
1: you had a robot in your house that had an M16 on it, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't I don't need to own a gun. My my robot will shoot anybody that comes into my house. Which is what all like the you know the billionaires have they have their you know armored redoubts and stuff like that, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day you're right it's it's not live. It, what it is it's it's a difference between being a slave living in fear and being empowered that's all it is yep, and it's like it, it, I, like i i I agree with you to an extent, but once again I'm born and raised in Georgia, so I do have a little bit of a gun fetish, and I will go <laughs> out and target shoot and stuff like that and skeet shoot. But I don't go out there and fantasize about taking on anybody that comes into my house because I love humans. I love humanity. I love people. That's who I am. I don't ever want to injure anybody else. You can ask anybody that knows me. I would never injure a soul unless it was – unless they were physically threatening me to the point where I felt like I couldn't use my intellect or my wit to get out of that situation. And that's the only time I would ever use force, and I wouldn't even use lethal force.
5: My hope and prayer… Is that I absolutely never have oh, to no. use my firearm on another human soul. I hope
1: that I hope that I hope that my shotgun rusts underneath my bed. Now it won't rust exactly. because I clean it, but that's like we, you said, it's it, to, it's yeah. a it it's just a it's just a statement, guys. It's it's saying that I own me, I'm responsible for me, and I think that that's what this nation needs to get back to is the fact that we all own ourselves. And then once you can come to grips with the fact that you own yourself and not some government and not some federal reserve, some private bank that lends your government money and interest, they don't own you even though they give you a social security card and all this other stuff to track you and make sure. Oh, good God almighty. We need to do a whole show on that one day. I need to get you guys on with that, and we just need to go through the whole whole entire thing. Guess what, guys? You do not live under constitutional law. You live under… Wait for it, wait for it, contract law, Ta-da! And they actually have to tell we'll cops now it. that they're yeah, exactly. They actually have to tell cops now that um that hey yeah you're enforcing uh, contract law so just you know get over it like uh you, so you yeah, yeah go ahead. You
5: should have seen the look on my mom's face when I told her when I when I told her you know because we're owned by the Federal Reserve basically. The the we are collateral our birth yeah just take a look at take a look at the back of your take a look at the money. back
1: of your yeah take a look at the back of your social security card there you go it's got your little
5: bank number on there everything's good
1: go ahead man I'm sorry go ahead and do it. when no, you were no, telling no, your that, mom
5: that yeah you should have seen the look on her face like she would never thought about that before because my parents you know you know it might have taken them a little while to get to the point where they're actually listening and, and understanding some things that I've been saying and kind of you know, pay attention to it, but my, you know, they're smart too. And when I told my mom, I said, do you understand the purpose behind the, the birth certificate? And she's like, I said, we, you know, she understands about the federal reserve. She knows it's not, it is a centralized bank. She knows all this stuff. So when I explained to her how the birth certificate is collateral
4: mm-hmm.
5: for the central bank, you know, for, for our government to keep, you know, Hey, Guess what? We got another one here and he's gonna work. You know, he's gonna be paying taxes. It's all collateral. So I mean, do they, they, they love you, don't they?
1: They love you so, so much that they Oh, the feds. The the Federal Reserve, <laughs> they love you so much that you're their collateral. Hey, and that's why that you're always considered a human resource, everyone. You are not hey, a person who's hum- Huh?
5: I take money out of the government. Uh, <laughs> I don't even pay taxes. <laughs> I'm taking money back out. That's the way I wait, do uh, it. Did what you, I'm doing.
1: Did you, wait a minute. Did you all of a sudden turn into Warren Buffett and get banker bailouts? Is that what happened? No, here,
5: here, here, after Shannon passed away, I get her Social Security that she paid in. And oh. because my industry dried up in construction, mm. it's hard for me to find work. You know? mm. So I quit working in my minimum wage job and decided to go back to school, so I get student loans and Pell Grants. Now, the loans I'll have to pay back, but the bubble will probably hit, and I'll get bailed out from that before, <laughs> before,
4: <laughs>
5: before well, I even have to worry manipulating about
1: paying system. It back. that. back. That makes it okay. If you know you're manip- manipulating the system, it's like, come well, on. Some people first might get bubble. angry
5: at me, that. but for me, I'm taking out what was paid in by my life let's, and what I paid in. I'm taking yeah. back what's mine. As far as I can see, it
1: and <laughs> and you thought know
5: that's I thought crime. That's thought crime.
1: Now, see, here's here's what's crazy is those guys won't get pissed off the fact that Bernanke gives our government one. Tri- uh, wait, let me read this really quick since we're into since we're into extra time right now, and this is um this is off of Zero Hedge. God, I love this guy so much. Okay, this is off of Zero Hedge. And it says thanks to QE Bernanke, thanks to QE <laughs> Unlimited. Bernanke has injected foreign banks with over one trillion dollars in cash for the first time ever. Two years ago, Zero Hedge made the first observation that the bulk Federal Reserve, also known simply as cash created out of thin air, because, <laughs> the, because money is first and foremost fungible, no matter what textbook uh, – theocre- good God, I'm, I'm going to butcher that – Theocriticians claim – Theocriticians, I guess. I guess it's like um, theologists or whatever – and the only cash allocated preference and capital um, association IRR analysis had had been parked not only at U.S. banks but in foreign banks with U.S.-based operations. Oh, you mean like the Federal? Come on, these guys love us. We followed with more than analysis, showing explicitly how the Federal Reserve, how the Fed has been providing a constant cash injection into foreign banks. Courtesy of the rate of overnight reserves, which is the amount of the Fed to pay the banks that hold the reserves in it, as the bulk of the reserves continue to end up with the foreign banks. The situation set forth a huge political storm from time, from time uh, 2014 to 2015, when the E O or the I O E R has to raise, and the Fed is quote unquote found to have injected tens of billions of quote unquote interest. Not into U.S. banks, but into foreign banks operating in the U.S., which is an upstream of the profits and solvent to the offshore demise of the holding companies. So basically, what he's saying is that every month, ladies and gentlemen, every month, the private bank that owns your government money and interest, which you pay for and you're a debt slave to, gives $80 billion to foreign banks to prop them up.
3: God, this is yep. a
1: free country. This is a free country. That is freedom. Man, that's freedom. Hey, can we have some money, Matthew? Can we can we have that? No, no, no. It's too it's too dangerous. It is too see,
5: dangerous. See, some people See, some people would label me as a freeloader. The way I see it as a philosophical voluntarist, I'm taking money back that I paid in. I'm taking money out of the government's hand that they've used for wars. I'm to me, I feel like you know, it'd be, and you know, it used to depress me living like this. But the, you know, as my philosophy changed, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe it's not such a bad thing. You know, <laughs> maybe I. Once just, again, at the end of the day, it's,
1: I, it's, yeah, dude. At the end of the day, it's your money. It's it's your it's your wife's m- money. God rest her soul. That's that's their that's that's your money. But you know, like I yeah. said, they'll get pissed off at you for doing that. It's like, hey, hey, what about the super criminals that that, that ship eighty billion dollars worth of your tax money to foreign banks every year, and then say that they're not doing anything to increase the debt?
5: How about yeah, that? Yeah, and, and and you'll hear all the tea partiers going, "Oh, we got to stop illegal immigration and all this other garbage," because <laughs> they're feeding off the. Well, tax. if we don't stop you know immigration,
1: what? if we don't stop immigration, this country will this country will collapse like in in about two years because they'll all come over here they'll all get put on welfare they'll all be you know say hey let's vote democratic hey. let's bring in let's bring it all in and then it's going to be it's going to be over it'll be curtains here's,
5: here's the thing is I, i'm not i'm not well i'm I'm not a big arguer of for or against immigration i try to certain conversations once I again once again
1: of, in the invisible lines drawn on maps by human beings yeah. go ahead
5: um but If you're going to talk about, I mean, think about how much it wouldn't hurt if we weren't sending billions of dollars to Israel. Who else? Who else are we sending billions of dollars in foreign aid to? Stop talking about foreign aid.
1: Listen, foreign aid goes to the big (laughs) plutocrats that are all over the world that take that money, and they never give it to their populations, and they just enrich their palaces. I mean that is foreign aid, guys. I mean come on. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want the aristocracy around the world to get richer while the people um, – 25,000 people a day die of starvation or malnourishment? Isn't that so fun? Doesn't that make you just want to give everybody, all these bankers and all these politicians, just a really big hug to say thank you for killing 25,000 people a day? And oh, yeah, by the end of this week, you'll have killed 175,000 people all over the world. You guys are doing great. Thank you so much. All right, well, that's all the time we gonna Oh, that's it. We're spreading democracy. We're nation-building. If I hear any more of those terms, I'm going to absolutely throw up. That's the time, guys. Hey, Matthew, plug your stuff really quick, and then we're going to we're gonna exit out of here, man.
5: Uh, I'd rather check out uh, www.journalisticrevolution.com. You can hear us on uh, Liberty Movement Radio. We're about to make the full transition from Blog Talk, so check us out at lmr. or libertymovementradio.com. Also, you can check out our website at JournalisticRevolution.com, and we are also, under those same search terms, you can find us our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Have a good evening. Thanks again, Jake, for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And all my stuff is WeAreNotCattle.net. Uh, Twitter handle is WeAreNotCattle, the number one, and Facebook is WeAreNotCattle. Once again, the YouTube channel, TV. Hey, everybody, break from the herd. Don't be a sheep. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. Get a friend like Matthew. You guys can sit here and have dialogues about real real world shit, and you can actually make a difference. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love, freedom, and liberty.